Hey everyone, welcome to Rewind the Love, a podcast about the best ever in reality television, recapping shows like Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, and all the great celebrity shows that you love. I am Mike. And I'm Sonia. And oh no, I was giving Mike shit about not being prepared for his intro, but now I don't have one myself. Look at you. <laughs> Karma is a bitch. Karma. I do deserve. This is an interesting one, this episode. I'm excited. I, like, I feel like this franchise is really refreshing i don't know if you feel the same way it's terrible but refreshing yeah that, well yes i guess the best way to put it terrible but refreshing it's like know. taking a shower with the very end of the soap that has like a hair on it <laughs> that was actually a pretty good analogy thank you oh gosh all right let's get into this because i'm so excited for this one get the housekeeping out of the way don't forget to watch along with us Hulu, Tubi, or Amazon Prime, which is what we recommend. Captions, uncensored. Yes. All sorts of fuckery. No nipples this week, though. Unfortunately. <laughs> Anywho, um, <laughs> rate, review, subscribe, tell friends who don't yes. suck. Five stars, please. Five stars. It's a great free way to support the podcast because we know it's hard out here for a pimp right now. But if you've got a little extra change and want to hear some bonus content, don't forget to subscribe to our patreon as well i don't know what's going on with me today where do you find that patreon you find the patreon at patreon.com slash rewind the love pod <laughs> and we have two patrons to thank by the way too yes. my good friend from college gina and natalie yeah thanks yes guys. thank you very thanks, much everybody Woo! i'm so excited y'all we've got a guest joining us reality tv energy we need some of this back somebody who truly gets it so probably you need a break from just hearing us bicker with each other from the mixing with Moni podcast we've got Moni with us hi Moni. hi thank y'all for having me oh my yes, gosh i'm so course. excited that you're here this is long overdue for real in a lot of <laughs> troubles to come <laughs> no i just mean like in like having you on as a guest period i know i'm so excited i was a big fan of pretty much all these things uh back when i was really young i don't think i should have been watching it definitely didn't teach me anything about how to be a lady watching child school but <laughs> it was one of the, my favorite joys was i mean monique and then the tiffany pollard of it all and uh, I, this was how i even knew who brett michaels was because his career predated me so yep. watching this show I was like oh this is my jam like to you guys doing this is actually so fun because what a good time in reality television thanks yeah no I know it's a it's certainly been a journey to revisit and so your podcast is bravo focused yes yeah, so mine is pretty much it's a pop culture and bravo centric um all the shows that people watch on bravo because it's such a little universe that yes. network it's like people who watch reality tv they are like usually either either like the bachelor people or like vh1 people or bravo people but bravo has such a large like span of content and a lot of it, though some could argue that it's diverse, a lot of it is not necessarily no. marketed towards people of color. Absolutely but we're not. There, we're watching. It's the reason why, like, Housewives of Atlanta is the largest rated show on Bravo. It's because my family is watching it. It's like all my friends and stuff. That's the only one they'll watch because it's the only one that represents them. But I watch all of it. So I try to cover all of it and sometimes it comes from a different lens since I am a woman of color and apparently people have found that to be refreshing so thank you listen I am I am people because for the longest time <laughs> I have had the hardest time as a woman of color myself just like watching Bravo and being like 
you know, I wish Black Twitter would embrace some of these other shows. I wish like that energy would come to some of these other franchises. And plus, Mm -hmm. like, there's a lot of problematic shit that goes on. I just found out right before we hopped on recording that Catherine Dennis was sending a bunch of monkey emojis to somebody. Right. A black woman. Oh, maybe that's what I saw. Yeah. (laughs) I saw something where people were like, come on, Catherine, and I couldn't find out what it was in reference to. Mm -hmm. And I come from the plane of like, I say a lot on my show and I used to get a lot of shit for it, but I say it anyway. I'm just like, good. you kind of have to view these people as characters because if you don't already assume that 80% of these very privileged, very white people on Bravo are some level of problematic, you are going to be disappointed. Like you're just holding yourself up for disappointment. And when Southern Charm first came out, I was like, well, this is probably going to be a problem. Oh, and there's no the season. They were like all having par- uh, parties on plantations. And Thomas Ravenel is talking about how his plantation has been in his family for like 100 generations. What else can we gather from that? Like, what are we talking about here? Exactly. Like, listen, who are you talking? I mean, honestly, my problematic introduction to southern charm was i was flipping through the channels and i was like i don't like I, if it wasn't housewives at that point in time i wasn't interested but i was flipping through the channels and was doing something else and just like lingered on it and it was season one where Catherine showed up in the room with her like red hair and her green dress and jenna was like yeah her hair matches her abortion and i was like that is one of the oh, meanest Jesus. things i've ever heard a person say to another person but i'm now fully invested in the show like give me more <laughs> Yep. And apparently that woman, Jenna, I used to like her, but she allegedly really the only reason they kind of got rid of her, she couldn't come back. is It was very hard to edit around her mouth is what I'll yes, say. Yes, I have heard that as well. That as it is. Yeah, yes. it's very, um, I mean, gratefully, Bravo's kind of taken has taken to Twitter, I think, after Dallas and the whole fiasco with Leanne and yep. all the words and the slurs that she said, like they got it was so hard for them to edit around it and stuff that they really wanted people to realize, listen, don't make any of these women your heroes. A, they're human. B, it's not our fault when you hate them. So they're right. really trying to clean it up a little bit and expose a lot more. And I'm here for it. I mean, listen, it's like this conversation is the perfect segue for this episode because I don't know about you, but I felt like they edited around a decent amount of racism in this episode oh, in particular. had to. They had to. I was itching. I was like, oh, God, it's going to happen. I, I know. I, I knew I'm so excited to talk happen, about it. It was going to happen. <laughs> no, I'm so excited. This is perfect. I, I guess with that note, we can... Tr- transition into some of the vh1 cu news so i guess the easiest thing to kind of broach is the fact that chance from i love new york has an only fans now you know if you've got some additional coins that you want to spend on somebody and some content at first i thought he was putting it up as like a joke because no. everyone was doing it because so- i scrolled by his instagram post and i'm like all right, like I guess that's funny, haha. Like he's trying to put out this thing, but apparently, I guess you did a little more research. I mean, and I found didn't. Out it's real. I didn't do any research on oh. it, to be honest. I you just, just the post. feel like I get a sense of who Chance is as a person, and in the time that I spent, quote unquote, watching him, he is somebody who really loves attention. Not that that's why I'm saying people start OnlyFans. Obviously, Sex Work Positivity Podcast, but he is somebody I think that really loves like validation 
So I think he is one of those people who is doing this because he wants to. Won't this potentially affect his new show if he's getting it? I don't think it will affect his new show, but I think that it is also partially promo for mm, that. Like true. putting mm. him in our minds as a desirable figure once again. Anywho, some of the other news that we have going on is extended from something we've already i don't want to say talked about because it's not really worth giving all that much attention to basically the talk of love saga between Lacey and heather is still afoot and escalating and i don't even know what to do because these women are in their 40s and they're still beefing this is more when it all gets finalized we can discuss it I mean, I guess, but like, I don't, I don't even know if I want to discuss it then. You know what I mean? Because like all of this was happening between them because now it's like, it's all she said, she said. I mean, it was from the beginning, but now it's like dueling videos about the truth will be revealed and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, Kim, there's people that are dying, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like like this whole saga really started to emerge like as the Ahmad Arbery stuff was coming out so like I reached a certain point on like Friday and Saturday that I was like I can't invest any energy in this when like we're trying to get two men charged with murdering another man on film you know <laughs> like not to make it about that because I mean this whole podcast is about like making jokes about petty beef you know so i don't want to sit here up on a high horse like it's so much like you know bigger of a deal but you know just two women in their 40s bickering about who owes who money and who was being mean and burning bridges like it's just i'm exhausted yeah i mean i definitely agree i feel like at a certain point we yes you know our podcasts are supposed to be a little bit lighter they're about the petty stuff. I mean, God knows I ride a very thin line being a person of color and talking about very problematic women all the time and trying not to put too much of my personal politics in it because that's kind of what makes them problematic. But at the same time, there are just certain days and certain aspects where like the lines get blurred and you can't, we can't always turn off our brains and stuff. I mean, we watch these shows as an escape, but at the same time, you the show aired what 2007 2008 like we're talking about a beef that is lasting so much longer when you know longer than some people's you brought up a mod I mean this is a these women are lucky to be alive and well long enough to still have this fight going on when Mm -hmm. there are days where it should be overshadowed because that's not the case for someone else. So at some point it does get an eye roll because it's like, why am I even reading about this? Like how did this even make it to my line of vision? Like there's so many other things going on and beyond Ahmad, I mean, obviously not beyond because it's still very important, but in a fucking pandemic and y'all are fighting. Can you calm yes. down when the world is right. dying? Right, exactly. Like that's just been my there approach no to so much in life. There are no masks for the nurses, but right. you can't go to the grocery store, and I'm at home and can't go to brunch. But you guys have time to fight. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You put it so perfectly. But I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just excited to see because I mean, I remember watching this at the time and thinking like these were two women that I was like really frustrated watching back then, and this is before I kind of grew up in my progressive view of things i mean not that i was like 
never not you know what i mean we've all matured since from who we were in 2007 yes hopefully (laughs) hopefully some of us but you know it's one of those things where it's like watching it back it's like some of these feelings are creeping back and then it's not helping that i'm watching them behave almost the exact same way in a different time (laughs) anywho i think that's a good opportunity to segue into the episode right well how did everybody feel about the episode in general thought it was entertaining there's parts that get you a little annoyed and pissed off it's i know we talked about my views on i guess dallas last episode or was it the one before? No, it was this. It was the yeah. last one yeah. with all the fur and all that stuff. I'm yeah. just like, not that I am PETA in any way whatsoever, right? But I'm very. It's like I'm gonna slit this animal's throat, and then I was like, I'm how dare you? you? I'm starting to think that she was just trying to troll Lacey. Oh no, to be that, honest. When I go back mm-hmm. and watch it, I'm like, all right, it's it's where someone obviously over exaggerates, yes, just to get a rise out of someone. Because this episode, I'm a complete 180. I'm like, yo, like I'm on Dallas's side with this. Like this is bullshit. I you, hate uh, in, the, in the words me. of Dua Lipa, you did a full 180. <laughs> no, <laughs> what? That's from from whatever the song, <laughs> the song, the the one that's popular. The song. I don't know. It's, it's been it has a, a, a one eighty. Yeah, that's about Lacey kicking <laughs> on Dallas and <laughs> fur. That worked. I don't know. Yeah, that worked. Fine. Sure. Do some motocross now. Okay. All right. I'll stop. Please. Shit. I don't know what wrong's with now. Maddie, what did Brad you Michaels think? Brad Michaels wears a coat like a cow. Okay. Maddie, what did you think? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I kind of agree. I don't really connect too much with either woman. I found them both to be right. annoying to an extent and mm-hmm. feel it felt like they were, you know, playing to the cameras and trolling a bit, which I can understand. I mean, that wow factor has to happen. But at the same time, I, I never really understood Lacey's problem with Dallas in the first place because it could not possibly be about fur. And that's where I got very uncomfortable, you yes. know, watching like I know something else is going on here and I don't like what I think it could be. Like, I hate that I even have to question this because yes. i mean brett michaels is leathered down so if your issue is truly that i'm pretty sure every woman in the house is not a vegan and the man that grew up hunting like i used to live in dallas as a kid and i'm like there's absolutely no way that like i would feel comfortable being in a space where everyone that i know is like hunting and stuff and i'm only going to attack what the one person in the room that is wearing the fur when I know that this is kind of what happens. Like everyone's eating meat and you're going after this one woman. I don't yeah. really fully understand the dynamic here. And she was right. Lacey is a hypocrite. I mean, I don't understand how Dallas went from like zero to 500 in a matter well, of seconds right. in that limo. I was like, that is, that is wild. And, but nor did I understand why Lacey is confining her on the stairs. And then that's visibly dangerous. You want her to hit you, but what if she actually hurts herself? You are liable here. So yes, it it all seems like a lot to me. I feel like we're very much on the same wavelength. I'm loving this. So this is perfect. You're saying (laughs) this is great. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I basically am the same. And part of me wants to be like, well, you know, she did go after Jess prior, put her hands on Jess prior on top of that. So like, but then I started reading ahead, which I don't normally like to do into Charm School because I haven't watched Rock of Love Charm School probably since it aired. Don't know if I ever watched. I, I didn't watch the first one. So why the hell did I ever watch the so, second? <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it was just, 
knowing then that like how Lacey proceeds to behave towards Dallas and then Raven and then how she acts towards kind of everybody else during the rest of the course of the show. Like, it's not like she's not a bully to everyone. It just seems like she feels more comfortable putting her hands on the women of color. Do you think it's because she's just intimidated by them? No, I think, and I don't even necessarily think that it is a, like, I, I don't want to say like not purposefully racist Mm because that feels like it's giving her a pass because I just think that she feels like, I, like on some subconscious level, she doesn't feel like she needs to give them the same respect. Right. Or she also definitely felt, you know, she automatically thought that Dallas was going to hit her and felt necessary to rile her up enough so that Dallas will hit her and then get rid of her repercussions. And if that is not the most like backyard barbecue Becky thing I've ever heard, mm-hmm. like just get her riled up so that they'll attack me and then I can say, see, see. I mean, it's like, yeah. okay also what else do, not not that like, there's ever an excuse for violence but what else am I supposed to do other than threaten to beat your ass that's, if you're confining me on the stairs like what that's, are you doing? It, when you're literally not leaving me alone and nobody's intervening it's it's back to I think I said this last week or maybe the week before that I was talking about Kenya and Portia where there's only oh, so yeah. long that you can wave a wand in my face and yell at me with a megaphone before I snap like, yeah, it's not right, human, but I understand. It's, it's right. not, but it's, like, human. Like, sometimes yeah. the things just happen, and it's, like, but you can't egg a person on forever. And Lacey was determined. So I'm, like, then who's the violent one here? Yeah. And I think, too, that this is – because I talk about this a decent amount, too, like, with Bad Girls Club, like, the the arc of Bad Girls Club, how it went from being, like, we're going to try to be better and learn from this experience. And, like, if you put your hands on somebody, you go home – versus towards the end of the franchise which is like you're only going home if you like genuinely put somebody's life in danger by putting your give someone a concussion otherwise they send you to a hotel for a night you get special treatment and then you can come back and do it all over again the next day yes and this is the this is the early days of bad girl oh this is relatively early in bad girls club timeline i forgot exactly when they aired but it's yes so uh, god all right let's get into it we've got we've clearly all got a lot to say so i'm excited mike do you want to kick us off yes rock of love season one episode three titled motocross they're not creative with their titles anymore like flav always had something related (laughs) now it's like guitar you know it's like (laughs) what like they don't really get creative at least the last one like was a creative play on the What's him song? and the name yeah. whatever so i this one is just like here's an activity yeah. that they do they couldn't say like ride me or something just something <laughs> involving riding <laughs> mm-hmm. you can come or up just something, something about the fight that eventually yes. breaks out like nothing yes. so we open with i believe it's rodeo because yeah. who else would be working out like her by the pool the other ladies are waking up and then Heather reminds us of the two separate groups of women, how they've become like cliques. I just think it's interesting, too, how she, as one of the older people or like the oldest one of her group, always has to refer to them as mine because she calls She's them the my, I know she calls them my girls versus the fake girls. Lacey says she's feeling. Oh, sorry. I skipped ahead a little bit. That's when Big John brings down the note. And they're all sitting at breakfast. No, no, no. You were, I've, I've you were right about way. going into, you were going to say what she says about Dallas, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Th- it's her talking head uh, saying she's happy she's here. 
she doesn't understand why Dallas is here and that she needs to do something about it. That... And now is where Big John drops off the letter. Yeah. Ugh, I guess we're just going to call asshole. it a letter. I don't know what to call He's it. He's always but... like, I got a note from Brett. Yeah. The, the same people who come up with the fucking titles of the episodes are the same people who just said, yeah, just call it a note. Just call it a note. Not creative. Well, I guess Flavorgram. <laughs> it's not like Flavorgram is yeah. such a creative Oh, the New York's was like... always like, oh, I have a message or something. Uh, yeah. There's only so much you can do with a yeah. note. <laughs> Guys, I have another Big Apple from New York. I think actually, I no, because it was worked. at least then called a New York note. But anyway, mm. Sam reads the note and it says, I hope you're all rested because today your skills will be tested. Are you the one that goes fast, who puts the pedal to the gas? Get geared up and ready to start because today you girls will race for my heart. We then find out that f- the fastest four out of all of them will win a date. We get Christia saying that she's a big motorsports fanatic, all types of cross, she says. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, and they all just head for the limo. It's very quick. It's one of This is one of those cases where the challenge only takes up a very small part of the episode. Yeah. So you know that there's a lot of bullshit. Like, to let's be just had. get to the drama. Yeah. So they pull up to a motocross track. I don't know shit about motocross, so I don't know what to. Yes. This is where your whiteness comes in handy. This is great. So Brett says Brett's there. He's already racing up and there are two racers kind of following behind him. He tells the ladies that as much as he loves rock, loves to rock. I don't know what I'm even doing today. As much as he loves to rock, there's something else he absolutely loves in his life. And that's motorcycles, especially motocross. I don't worry. I was getting to the distinction. (laughs) He says in a talking head that it's one of the most important things in his life. He grew up doing it and he'd like the woman in his life to enjoy motorcycles as well. Yeah. Share some interest. I don't I argue. Yeah. yeah, no, perfectly reasonable. He turns it over to the two women we see that are riding with him. Progressive. Yeah. I mean, is it progressive or is it like. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was looking want... at the mail and just saw an insurance Oh, bill. side note. No, so I did I some reading on Brett, I guess, that I will reference a little bit later on. Uh, but I did read some groupy tales about him, and they tend to revolve around him being possessive, despite the fact that he wants to be dating multiple women at a time. And I wonder if the decision to have female racers was just like, oh, you're a woman, you'll understand women, or if it was... I don't want other men around these hot women. What could be both? Hmm. Hmm. That's an interesting one. I looked at it more as like the women are going to be racing. Maybe they're more comfortable. That's what he learning. assumed. Right. Exactly. You're making these. And not only like the one he introduced, the other one. Yeah. So I, I was going legit. to bring, I was going to bring her up. So he introduces these two riders. One of them is, well, I'll introduce the other one first. Her name is Charity. Oh, I forgot. Okerson. Okerson. Right? I didn't really find a ton about her. She seemed to be like an amateur and then didn't really turn into anything. Yeah, she's That's just more of an instructor. No shade. Sounded. But then the other woman that they have is Mercedes Gonzalez. Brett says that she's a nine-time champ. And that's like really underselling her. She's generally considered the best female competitor in American motocross history. Well, at the time. No, in like 07. in general. No, like, I mean, she. everything I read about her still said that she had like nine championships. But like. So I guess like she retired after that, mm. but she basically is like the Michael Jordan of motocross of 
well female motocross yes. that's an important distinction in everything that i read for some reason but I so fine she's the, she's the serena williams of motocross yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, right, exactly. Feminism, like, feminist icon, Mercedes Gonzalez. So, actually, side note, she currently works for the Honda Rider Education Center, where she organizes rider education programs, uh, street bikes, motorcycles, off-roading, ATV. So, she's a bad bitch. Shout out to Mercedes. I know. I lo- you love to see it. So, we do get some product shilling here. I was wondering how they got these names. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if Brett's affiliated with them. Well, Kawasaki and Fox Racing Gear. Oh, that's true. I thought that was pretty cool. I wouldn't be with how involved he seems to be. And also with the instructor, that could be Mercedes sponsors. And it's like, yo, like we'll do this as long as you guys throw these in. Cause think about how many majority of people watching this. If we look at the demographic might be men. No, why would we women. think? Why would we think? Okay. Ma- okay I take <laughs> that back. I take that, that back. <laughs> All right. I take that back. It wouldn't just be men. But it's like where we go back into the gazing aspect where it brings in more men to male gaze. Yes, this all comes back to male gaze. They'll be watching. And, you know, in this case, you know, it's majority white show. So it could be like, oh, like rock and roll redneck guys who love dirt bikes are watching this right now. Exactly. Let's try to sell a little bit. So that makes sense. We get to see them getting suited up a little bit. Of course, Brandy C is freaking out because everything is pink. This whole segment about like, yeah, you guys can go pick out your outfits from the Fox racing gear. It just felt so like women be shopping, you know, <laughs> like, you know, those ladies, they love free clothes, which I mean, who doesn't? But also it felt a little. They, it's like the crazy rich Asians scene where it just like, it did. It actually shopping did. spree. It did feel it's like, like oh, no. So and we get this. It's so different for me because I, I'm not used to a lot of. We don't do a lot of product placement over on Bravo. Like that's no. not something that. And when it when it happens randomly, we're like, uh, what's happening? How much did you pay to get this on there? So like to see them so openly, like having these, like look at the sponsor, have whatever you want. I think like, episode one they went like to Ashley Page or something too. Yeah, and for like those bikinis, and I was like, wow, we're really like. We're really giving people business and stuff. That's so nice. And don't a ton of the Bravo shows do either the blurring or the taping of stuff? Yes. Right. I, they blur everything because like the, it's like the real estate is just too expensive for them. Right. Except for actually I did notice a couple like they'll do it for small stores because we're right around where Real Housewives in New Jersey is. Like mm-hmm. we're well, we're from the same town as Jennifer Paramus, a.k.a. Best Sunsets in all of oh my the God, world. my best friend list. No way. Okay, we have to have a conversation yeah, about that outside great. of this. This is so <laughs> weird. So, but then beyond that, like, I remember, like, a couple stores, like, I'll recognize names from stuff around us. But in general, it's just Priv and Core Water, right? Like, I mean, that's I mean what's, what's his name? The one guy, he had an entire storyline built around his store of hair pulling and whatnot just last season so uh yeah they they get around those boutiques out there (laughs) it's out there we get this whole weird scene of and i'm not really sure maybe this will come up in a later episode but just about how magdalena can't get the helmet over her head and everybody's laughing at her and then she's laughing so hard that she pees herself oh god i mean i'm not saying it's not funny but it kind of doesn't feel worth the time that they devote like this would have been a bonus scene that could have been the credit scene unless yeah. it comes up later like in in later episodes about ha- this true. having something to do with magdalena also maybe yeah maybe there'll be a time where she reveals to brett that like 
she can't control her bladder and peas. peas oh my there. god! It could happen. He'd find a remember. way to make that into a turn on, though. He it's us- okay. I give myself four shots for my diabetes. Yeah, his day. diabetes that he never talks about, except that he talks about except it all the time. He didn't say it this episode. Yep, he didn't actually. So you brought it up for him. There yes. we go. We're going to mention it every episode. He mentioned his insulin though this episode. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so then mm-hmm. yes, never mind. <laughs> Because I was like, oh, right, Brett is a diabetic. <laughs> he talks about it quite a bit. It's, yeah. So we get to see them go through bike logistics a little bit. Rodeo, because she's like a human golden retriever and everything is the most exciting thing that's ever happened to her. And the funniest thing that's ever happened to her. She's so excited to ride and can't stop laughing about it. Brett. Because literally everything is a turn on and to the point that it's almost concerning. He says this is either going to be sexier as hell or somebody's going to get hurt. And I say, why not both? (laughs) (laughs) So they do some test riding around the area, motocross area. I don't know what the fuck to call it because it's not quite a track yet. Like they're just on dirt. That's where you race motocross. No, but like the what they do later is like on a track. They're just kind of in like a field. Oh, right? they're in like the warm up area. Yeah, yeah. so fine. It's so oh. they can learn how to do it. It's I'm like not... where you, if you go golfing, there's normally like a little putting green so you yeah. can kind of warm up till you wait to tee off on the first hole. Anyway, a couple of the ladies have it down. They're Mia Zuman, Mia, who we barely have seen this entire it looks franchise. like a pro right here, though. It's like, damn, she just took off and she's going. Yeah, she's like got this. Good for you, Mia. Lacey basically has it. Brett is like obsessed with her for some reason. Then we have Brett trying to explain how the bike works to Dallas, and she's just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna haul ass. This is great." She is not great at it. I did laugh at Lacey's joke here where she's like, is it possible to put training wheels on the bike? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Dallas did as well as I would do. Because I am not naturally this, but I do want to go fast. I would say she might do better. Ouch. (laughs) You are very, yeah. No, you would need. I I actually agree. That actually makes a ton of sense. If If you drive a little more, then I would say like, okay. Yeah. Let's see. She almost hit several things, including the camera crew, which is a nice like fourth wall break we see a little bit of in a way that we don't normally see on this show. Brett says in a talking head, oh, Dallas won like my prize for craziest motorcycle ride ever. And I have in my notes, because I don't remember how the episode ends, that he's giving her a lot of attention, which is good. I'm like, you know, it's one of those things where if she had been another person let's say somebody like a brandy c or an Aaron, that like not being good at this could have worked to her advantage because she's getting a lot of his time and Mm -hmm. she and clearly he loves to be like the first one to do that thing with that person as we see him say last week about the recording studio and later on this episode about about what did he say it about about oh magdalena not knowing his music Mm. Like, he loves to be horny. He's horny yeah. as fuck for being the first one to do something with a particular woman. So you would think that this would be like, yeah, this is great. She doesn't know how to ride bikes and I can teach her and that's hot. No kink shaming. <laughs> what? Maybe that's one of his things. It's okay, but you're not going to like look at that and be it's a little bit like a born sexy yesterday thing. It's a little bit yeah. like virginity obsessed in a way that's not. And there's some underlying shit there. You just love to give Brett a pass. Oh, did you? This is what? where I mentioned uh, his what's the going on thing. What does he do here? Instead, 
instead of doing his usual, what's the going on? He goes, she's gonna die. <laughs> I think it was when, like Dallas I, I took off and like, was flying. He goes, she's gonna die. And I was like, okay, that was funny. <laughs> I mean, if we're not going to get a what's going on this episode, at least we're going to get a she's going to die. (laughs) So Brett then tells them once they're done with their test rides that they're going to be breaking up into three teams of four and they'll be relay racing with the winning team getting a date with him. The captains of the teams are Magdalene is going to be in charge of the pink team. Aaron's going to be in charge of the purple team and Heather is going to be in charge of the blue team. So then they round Robin pick rodeo and brandy m and sam for the pink team mia and jess for purple and Lacey and christia on blue with the final two remaining between the two teams brandy c and dallas so you would assume that Aaron, who just had this whole fucking fight with brandy c the day before would be like absolutely anybody but her let her go to her little squad whatever she decides that dallas is somehow so much worse than the girl she beefed with last week that she picks brandy c to join her team my only thing with this is we don't get enough footage of them actually warming up and riding because i understand what you're saying because i'm like why the fuck would she choose her but then i'm thinking to myself we've seen dallas ride around and how out of control she is on a bike she might look at brandy and be like oh she might only go like two miles an hour but at least i know she's gonna stay on the bike and complete damn the you want to win that like i don't know you i don't, don't want to win that bad the point of being here is to win it's not like last place goes in the bottom like is automatically well you need to do uh, like, well enough to not get up for elimination yeah i mean i don't know i just feel like their fight was too i don't know maybe i just don't have the patience for brandy c like to that extent like i said mm. she's my personal like learning experience this she's season. another one from one of these shows she has like a porn <laughs> what she is like a porn tape or something like a legit one though does she she was on like not like browsers or something she was on like a really legit thing. yeah oh your face i didn't know research i was i was too busy getting caught up yeah I'm, 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 in, talk- I'm intrigued here i'm going we'll to the other one later. well so i caught up guard do we want to bring the other one up later do we want to bring it up now well i mean the the world knows that no, I didn't know. Shock it. Well, you, yeah. Well, all right. We'll save it. We'll surprising. save it because it, it's relevant to something that comes up later. Yes. There's another section involving something later on. All of that to say that Lacey ends up with the same team on the same team as Dallas. Dallas is the last to be picked. So the first team to complete four laps is the winner or whoever comes in first of the two. I don't, I like, can I say words today? To complete four laps wins. Yes. Yes. There we go. And We're each person eventually. on the team goes around once. Yes, that's how relay. I know how relay yeah. race okay. works. Okay, I'm just making sure. So first lap, we see Jess, Brandy M, and Lacey all start. So at first it looks like everybody's off to the races, but then Lacey falls almost immediately, and Jess takes the lead. So Dallas is like gloating about this in her talking head because she's like, oh, I was picked last. But Lacey, who was zooming around while we were all practicing, is like completely fucked up now. So Lacey's taking her time to get up in a way that is slightly concerning. And Jess and Brandy M are just like zooming ahead neck and neck. Heather's obviously pissed because this is her girl, but also it's fucking up her opportunity to get a date with Brett. So she's like, bitch, get back up on the bike. Like, let's fucking go. So as soon as she gets back up on the bike, though, the bike is dead like shot to shit oh god well we know why though 
He explains. I mean, I don't know shit about bikes, so this is why I had still in gear. You need to, if I'm not mistaken, because I'm not a motorcycle rider, but I believe you need to be in neutral in order to get the bike started. Then you shift into gear the same as a car in order to go first gear, second gear, yada, yada. Sure. So she's stuck in gear, which <laughs> makes it so the bike can't actually start. There's a whole, there's a whole thing to it. Like I, my dad's bike, my dad, he's a Harley Davidson rider. I rode it once in Vermont and to start it, the whole thing. Yeah. You like kick are the clutch to get different? it into gear. Not and... that I want this to turn into a bike podcast, but are these bikes that much different? The way to start them, I would say no, but power wise, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Pretty much she's stuck in gear. She can't start the bike stuck in gear. Yeah. So Brett's just like freaking out from the sidelines and he's like, oh no, you're still in gear. But of course, cause everything's loud as fuck. Like, well, he's not yelling hear. it to her. Well, he's like saying, well, that's right. He's saying it to Heather, right? He said it to Heather. He's like, tell her she's in gear. Yeah. Yeah. So then finally they run out to go help her get her bike out of gear. And then finally she's going and trying to get it to go. I'm like, can I even say words today? Holy shit. This is so bad. (laughs) (sighs) On to the second lap. So it's Brandy C, Sam, and then Christia. Wait, no. Right? Yeah. Brandy C, Sam, and Christia kind of catches up a little bit after that. So the purple team is in the lead. Mm Mm-hmm. Brandy C takes over because, and she's stoked because she looks so good in her outfit. That's all she says because she's really committed to this like Paris Hilton shtick she has going. It was the in thing at the time. I know. You're saying that to me like I didn't live it. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's true. We are petty, so it's we're supposed to be. Sam is pretty close behind. Slowly but surely, Christia is on her way at a whole like one mile per hour. Yeah, I wrote that she's barely rolling along. Just tell everybody <laughs> I'm on my way. Just slowly and sure, but surely. The lap ends with pink and purple, pretty much neck and neck, but purple is still generally in the lead. The third lap, this was like such a pain in the ass to take notes on, but it's Erin, Magdalena, and Heather's turn. Erin now is going slow as fuck. And Heather's able to book it so she gets kind of close but i don't think i think they're like far enough they're behind, behind that yeah. it's not that well, Aaron's probably also worried i mean they all pretty much have fake boobs but with hers i mean god forbid she were to like fall or something and but those land. things oh lord kaboom that's i mean yeah, or if she just like week. bounces right back on her feet she's like wow that was great <laughs> <laughs> not enough airbag jokes made in this episode to be honest like there, yeah. distinct lack of airbag i am surprised there weren't a couple more who's yeah. a rodeo that writing rodeo on? cracks the joke about Aaron. i think at one yeah, point yeah. right the purple team is still in the lead and the pink is in second then the final lap is mia rodeo and dallas so brett's like giving us like this play-by-play like oh it's neck and neck and dallas takes off Dallas takes off and then immediately gets tossed off her bike. She got whipped. It was really dangerous. Like, I can't believe the chances that they're between the stripper pole being up high on the bar and this whole challenge. I'm like, you really have no regard for these women's lives, well, producers of this show. In case of the pole, at least some of them we do know are dancers or strippers. No, in this case, none of them are motocross riders. That's true. None of them. Well, except apparently Mia. Well, some so, control, yeah, Mia is just kind of, although she doesn't impress here. So she went Dallas whip though. It wasn't even like a go up and come down hard crash. It was like 
bike started one way and instead of slowing down she hits the gas because she panicked which then sent the bike that would off. be me i could i very could easily see the panic control doing that well that goes back to like when i tried my dad's motorcycle which obviously had a lot of power when i was a younger kid or i shouldn't say younger kid teenager but he'd be like listen like you need to really be easy on the throttle like don't just fucking gun it and it was the power like it's like all right you need to clutch and hit the same time so you do it and this thing just pulls you yeah Oof. So it looks bad. Like the her flying off the bike like looks bad even by, you know, pratfall standards. Lacey calls this entertaining in the on-site talking head that she does, so that is certainly a choice. Well, everyone seemed to laugh initially. <laughs> well, no, so I noticed that they had them doing that, but I realized they that's actually from a scene later on. They play that oh. scene where like, cause I had it in my notes, like, wow, Heather's laughing really hard. And then they play it again later in a context where it makes more sense. Interesting. Because she's like also very much grabbing on Brett in that moment. Like, ha, huh, isn't it funny? Like all trying to touch him. Let me see that tattoo of my birthday again. Yeah. Dallas is actually able to get up. Thank God. And she said that she thinks she broke her tailbone. I like I have in my notes again. Brett's paying a lot of attention to her. This is really great. Like, did you break your butt? You know, and she gets back on the bike, which is way more impressive than I because I would have been like, "I'm fuck this shit. I'm out." As as Monty just said, if I'm not mistaken, he does just go over and go like he like laughs like you broke your back. Cut to the actual (laughs) competitors. Mia's killing it, but Rodeo is like. She ain't got nothing on me. Not a damn thing. And then they do this like slow-mo with this sound effect that's like a whip sound, a horse whinny, and then a rodeo laugh all mixed in together. (laughs) I just love her laugh. It just really fuels me. They play all this old-timey OK Corral music as like rodeos catching up to Mia. But she does finally pass. So that was impressive rodeo is nothing if not determined she just wants to win she's clearly very competitive yeah she's like i've got i'm coming over the hill i've got one more hill left and i see that good looking man waving that flag and all i want to do is jump over that hill right into his arms and she Mm. does it she fucking wins listening to you gradually get gradually turn into rodeo voice yes I just feel like Rodeo's aesthetic and then her saying those words, especially in that moment, she's like, I just want to run and jump into his arm. I was like, I'm just not connecting with that energy from this woman. Like nothing about her seemed like the arm flailing and like falling, but also neither was this activity. It doesn't really allow for that. It's right. So (laughs) I was just like, I don't know. The words she was saying gave me a very different vibe than the, activity we were doing and what she her energy is and but that's not to say that she can't have that energy I could very much so see someone like Brett Michaels also being attracted to someone like Rodeo because she's like really into the same things like he's into she's like a really independent like woman I mean she's well I know we'll get to it but her being able to like manhandle Lacey I'm just like he would love that are you kidding that's I will never understand why they didn't. I mean, I understand why they didn't end up together in the same way that Flav didn't pick some of the women that are probably like the best for his energy. But no, you, her and Brett work better if he was kind of either more ready to always be at home and not tour as much and less or, and slightly or less retired. shallow. Yeah. Because I think that he is very attracted to her. But I think, like I've said before, it's really hard for him to 
focus on somebody like a woman like rodeo when there's so much like young pussy in his face yeah like to be crass about it like it's just because she's awesome she's great i think she's got incredible energy i think that she's got a really good attitude i just i stand rodeo so (laughs) i don't know so rodeo wins it for the pink team which i think is really awesome yes what is it? she says i wrote it like a rodeo should <laughs> that's her line yeah all her third persons i'm just like oh okay so I, we know it's a nickname but jesus <laughs> <laughs> i was never a, a third person kind of person I like her talking head is her talking shit and it's great i i love it i love it i just i think that Rodeo's oh that great. was right before she said jumping to brett's arm still yeah yeah the purple team comes in second place and the blue team obviously comes in third. So the winners not only get dates, obviously, but they get trophies or a trophy a rather. Trophy. Magdalena and Sam, he tells them are going to get a date with him tonight and Rodeo and Brandy M get a date tomorrow. Did you find that fair? I just felt like Rodeo crossed the finish line. She should have went first. I feel like based on the way the dates go, I think that it is perfectly adequately divisible just because one date is so much better than the other date that it's very flavor of love style in a sense where there were times where there were dates where it's like, Hey, we're going to hang out. Well, we'll get there in this, but it's like, we're going to hang out in the backyard and do like a lunch. All right. Now I'm going to go on my next date. And it's like, Hey, we're going to take this private plane over to here and do this. And it's like, Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, we'll talk about if that. Anything, that's a very good point. If they were going to do something like that, make it like mm-hmm. Rodeo was the MVP for catching up, winning, be like, all right, you can get a solo fan. You get date. extra time, right? Something. Yeah, no, that would have actually probably made more sense. Because I think they do that on Flavor of Love and I Love New York at one point. I'm sure he'll do that at some point during yeah. the course of the show, but it's definitely something from that last one. So they're in the limo headed home and everybody's drinking. They really plied these women with a lot of alcohol. It looks mostly like beer and gray goose. Nice. Fine. Very fine. <laughs> I just love like Rodeo's energy here because she's like, let's fucking rock this place. Like she just escalates and fun. Yeah, she's so excited. Like you gotta celebrate having everything a good time. that happens to Rodeo is the best thing that's ever happened to her. <laughs> I at love all that time. energy. What a good exactly. woman. We need more of that, like in life, but in reality TV in particular. I just also noticed too during this cheers that they're all doing. Mia looked bored as fuck. Like she like was rolling her eyes at the thought of being here and involved in this. I'm excited to see like I think she's also mad that she lost. Oh, probably. She got passed That's a like good towards point. the last second. It's like, she God. lost it for the team. Yeah. Like Meanwhile, and it's Rodeo's not even, going nuts. And honestly, she, I wouldn't even say that she lost it. Like Rodeo just did better in that last moment. She took her counted. chances. Yeah. yeah. So Lacey's off in the back end of the limo with her little varsity hyena squad and she's like, oh, I'm so upset. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like in a talking head, she's like, I'm so disappointed. I really wanted to win this. But then we see her just deciding to take it all out on Dallas, as she says. So like this was such a weird taunt where she's like, oh, there's a squirrel outside. Go eat it or whatever. And Dallas is just like, I don't fucking care. Like none of this. So then we get a quick. not really how meeting works. No, not at all. Right? Like this was just wearing. I don't know if it was a force (laughs) thing or something, but I think that she just, she's like, honestly, she's a very unique kind of bully where she's not really good at like reading people at all. Yeah. She just wants to irritate them until they snap. 
that seems to be her approach as opposed to like not psychotic at all that's fine right well (laughs) right especially in comparison to new york who just knew how to get under your skin but could actually read a bitch at the same time yes very and true. This is why well, we stay. I mean, we can't really compare anyone to New York. She's I mean, honestly. New well, York. <laughs> I mean, and it's funny, like, watching this knowing now that they really tried to... So many of them came into this trying to be New York. And how uh, none of them could ever that's compare. Clear. I mean, Heather's... That's also the, clear. Heather's certainly the closest in terms of, like, fuck that bitch kind of personality, but she's still not as likable like newark as mean as she was in her worst moments is still generally likable bar like a problematic yeah. expression or two like the way this starts and is going it's one of those where when you're watching you think to yourself you know what i don't think heather's gonna win this but she's gonna get the show well she was supposed to yeah like she's gonna get a dating show out of this we'll see well that's another well story i mean right, we'll time. get more into that later yeah but let's see where was i oh so dallas makes the very solid point that brett this whole time has been wearing snakeskin and leather and Hmm. just and this i would have had more respect for dallas during the course of this thing i'm obviously on her side in the way things pan out but i think what fucked things over for her a little bit is the fact that she really just starts screaming at her and she yeah, really gave her a lot of power, right? Because she hasn't brought that energy at all to any aspect of this. And nothing Lacey was saying was so mean that it clearly got under her skin. She just was trying to be louder than her. Yeah. But it just made her look like weaker and that Lacey was really getting the best of her when she shouldn't have. Yeah. Although Jess in the scene's kind of funny because she keeps looking over like loving the drama. I forget who she's sitting next to, but it's one of those where like you tap it on and you're like, oh. Yeah, I have uh, Team Bitchy, as they referred to them last week. Like, that whole squad is just laughing their asses off. And Lacey's laughing at Dallas because she's like, oh, I I clearly got under your skin. But, I mean, Dallas's point is a solid one. Like, why is it okay for Brett to do, but not me? Well, we know why, but. (laughs) So, as they pull up to the house, Dallas is saying that Lacey is dead to her. Sam is just generally trying to calm Dallas down and she's just like it was a very bad girls club reminiscent moment which is just like don't like please don't leave this house like please calm down don't you know let her get to you that way. So then Lacey's like you don't just get to call me a hypocrite and run off I'm going to need to talk to Dallas but before I do I'm going to need to be into the in the correct attire for the occasion. And I was like, where is this going? Like, I completely <laughs> forgot what happened. Like, I mean, I knew that they fight, but like, I, I don't know what I was expecting. I was certainly expecting worse than an I heart pita tea and lipstick. Yeah. And I mean, to be honest, both of them getting dressed for a fight, I was like, wait, what? What's happening? I mean, so I have, I don't know where I have it in my notes. Oh, yeah, I have it a little bit further down, but I'm like, it reminded me of West Side Story. We're like, because we get this scene of like Lacey getting dressed with her squad and Dallas like begging her friends to give her anything that was, and I love that she's like any dead animal things, like any of this shit is real animal. Like, I'm like, sorry, none a, of it is real animal. A leopard print fur coat is nothing. Like, <laughs> 
And a leopard it's... print shoe? That's not made of leopards, though. Right. No, not at all. But it reminded me of West Side Story, like the tonight where it's like, the Jets are gonna have their way tonight. Where it's like right before the rumble happens and we just get the two sides like oh preparing God, yes. preparing for like a dance battle. They all should have just walked in snapping their fingers. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> Lacey, I mean, uh, Dallas gets fully dressed in a leopard print coat, leopard print shoes. They ended up deciding on snake print shoes. There's a leather... A like probably a faux leather jacket draped on top of the leopard print coat she's got on. I was actually surprised that Rodeo was involved with dressing Dallas up, but I think she's, because I just want to project the best onto Rodeo all the time, is that she's probably sick of Lacey's bullshit too. Yeah. Who wouldn't be? And there's no possible way that like Lacey and them are like nice to her the rest of the time because to them she's old, she's weird because she's positive. Like you can tell that they probably see her as some kind of joke. Because I don't understand the logistics of this house at all, it looks like so they're coming up the stairs, like Dallas and her squad are coming up the stairs, but I'm like, are there bedrooms upstairs and downstairs? I just I don't understand the logistics of this house. I did hear that this was uh america's next top model house at some point i think season five i was told interesting yeah i i read that too at some point and i was like are you sure because i've i've seen every season of america's next top model religiously (laughs) and caught like all of the reruns on like cw and upn back in the day Mm -hmm. i don't remember this house and i know the houses but then again i do recall some of them being like really glassy and LA like but it's not like they put their own spin on it when they move in that's true this is certainly a very interesting setup that they like a design aesthetic like I don't I don't know what's happening this house is so confusing to me but Dallas and her friends come up the stairs and there is a lot of them here to troll Lacey and I think that the varsity hyenas start to kind of recognize that like that they're generally outnumbered by being so mean to everyone but each other so Lacey I don't know like they start arguing they're kind of cutting through a lot of this part of the scene yeah so Lacey's like oh that hole that's always open in your face can you close it for a second and it's like what is but even she happening wasn't talking right like she's ignoring you like and that was the thing is like Dallas got dressed up like this just to ignore her I don't really I don't know so again Lacey's like you don't get to cross me like that and get away with it and then Lacey's complaining that Dallas won't listen to her and open your fucking ears and listen to me so then when Dallas is like full-on ignoring her Lacey then takes her finger and pokes in the middle of her forehead and Dallas like then instant reaction pushes her away which fair understandable yes you touched me don't don't touch me like the fact that that was the extent of what happened is dallas being a better person poke me me in the fucking head yeah although i like this like cut here well wait i have my iconic Um, i have my iconic line of the week first because i just and really it's the sentiment isn't especially funny her delivery of it is perfect it is i really don't appreciate when hoes touch my face I mean, I hate, I hate when women call other women hoes, but, or using the term ho derogatory, you know, in a derogatory sense, but I'll be damned if that isn't fucking hilarious. Just her delivery of it really makes it. I would agree. So then Dallas continues to say, you know, if you want to touch me, like, 
don't just touch me. Like, if you're going to touch me, fucking hit me. And then we can just get all of this out of the way and solve it. Yes. So wait, so what were you saying, Mike? That you Well, no, I'm saying because now we get the supercut where she won't leave her alone. But the slow-mo of Lacey just going, Dallas. This was so disturbing to watch on, like, a number of levels. Again, I... I want it to be known to everyone, not that this would necessarily be the first episode somebody's tuning into, but like Lacey is 31. I'm not clear on how old Dallas is, but I turn 31 in a month. I'm not bothering people like that anymore. Like I'm past that. Mm. Like I've been past that for a while. So, like, I understand you really want to make the most out of your TV time. And this is where Lacey says, we all knew that Brett was still with the mother of his daughters, that we knew at a certain point it didn't matter because none of us were actually going to win and be with him. So we just decided to act however. Yeah, it's like the time where um, when Ray J did For the Love of Ray J, but Mm -hmm. VH1 had announced that they were doing two seasons. So it was like, whatever we see... It's really just for entertainment because there's another one coming. Exactly. Actually, this tie into both the Dallas situation and the Brett having a woman at home thing ties into this interview I found on some really random, we're talking like angel fire looking blog from 2009 where Dallas is interviewed and they don't surprisingly talk about racism as much as you would think. But I mean, well, for 2009, I guess how much could we really expect? But she talks about how she didn't even clock Lacey at all until she started wearing the pita shit around the house. I guess it's probably a, some sort of like superiority thing, like just trying to be like, oh, I can't believe you, whatever. Yeah. This part I loved that obviously the question on everybody's lips is are you actually attracted to the person that you're doing the show for i mean the new york the uh flavor of love ladies get this all the time i guess because it's more implausible that anyone could be attracted to flavor Flav at all but they ask her like are you were you attracted to brett and she says i had no idea who it would be until after i signed the contract no one was told until after they signed their contracts and Did she say if they got any information like hey this person's a musician or well a that was the next line where she says they led me to believe that it would be sebastian bach or nikki six which is apparently the only reason why she showed up nikki six in particular <laughs> well, i mean you're still getting someone who's pretty much on that level in a yeah sense. i mean i would say poison was pretty big no poison was big i just think that like i could understand I get to understand where she was coming from in terms of being disappointed a little bit. If those are your three, not that Nikki six mm. is especially attractive, but he's got like a very attractive aura. The bad boy. Yeah. Like he's, he's like the bad boy to end all bad boys. Like he's the worst boy. <laughs> and, and Sebastian Bach was like decent enough looking, you know? Okay. So then like, they're like, did you think it was going to turn into anything with Brett or whatever? And she's like, Brett has a common law wife who he introduced to a girl from the second season. So we all knew by the third day that this was just bullshit. And everyone on the show knew. And she says again that she showed up because she wanted to fuck Nikki Six. I appreciate I mean, her commitment. Respect. Right. I mean, I listen, I appreciate her commitment. Uh, so then the person asks, was the show edited edited to reflect reality or was 
reality off the radar when it came to how the show was edited. She says, I actually never saw any of the shows that I was on. I guess it was edited to make me look as crazy and as ghetto as possible, which I thought was a mouthful, especially given how the show, this episode ends. Mm, That's a good point. So then they ask her, who were you happy with the winner of Rock of Love? Or do you think someone else deserved to be the winner? And if so, who? Name redacted. Didn't give a shit about him. Who should have won? I couldn't care less. Didn't care then. Don't care now. Then there's a bunch of stuff about term school, which we'll kind of hold off on. But then it said, is Lacey nice to you off camera? And she said, of course, she gave me a big hug at a party and I couldn't get her out of my ass. She's a hypocrite, a puppet, a loser and a liar. Jesus. Okay. Tell us how you really feel. She is still designing her clothing line. She talks about that, and then it's a little bit more about charm school too. But I think that it's interesting that she is bitter and rightfully so that they did try to give her this angry edit. Because even in the week before, like the whole thing about does she actually hate animals enough? She doesn't ever get her side of the story told. Like I think that she deserved a talking head where she was like. I was just trying to fuck with Lacey or I do actually believe this and here's why. Ah, they're not going to do that, of course. Yeah. And it's yeah, not like the show is live fair. either. So like producers and editors already know what's happening. So exactly. They're creating their own narrative and storyline for us to make it look that way, which it goes. I agree as well with you. It's she's totally entitled to feel like bitter and yeah. misled. Plus, it gets it gets a little worse during the course of charm school if my reading mm. gave me any indication. So because Dallas has now been touched and is ready to square up with Lacey, more or less, her whole squad just shuffles her right downstairs. And then Lacey's calling after her like in the Warriors. Like she does yes, that same. Just give her voice. those three now bottles that to Now that together. I've finally seen it. Uh, this was Can weird you too. dig it? <laughs> Thank you. She that wasn't the yell. What? That wasn't the voice that she yells in. She does it kind of like the warrior. No, I know. It's only because you oh. said warriors. I felt like yelling, can you dig it? Got it. No, it's just Warriors! Come out and play. <laughs> that was terrifying. Please don't ever do that again. So I could you kind of hear it. No. It's my fingers hitting my glass of water. That's all right. I'm sorry, I don't have three empty mini beer bottles to cling. I thought this was weird, too, that after Sam had been so like, oh, those sluts, whatever, the episode before, Sam is now like hanging out with them because like Lacey slaps her butt and I have since when are they friends? The new day. Yes, it is. <laughs> Lacey goes off looking for Dallas oh, to talk. Oh, I got it. Oh. Um. Lacey goes off looking for Dallas to talk and then all of a sudden we get them in the middle of their convo where Lacey's calling Dallas a waste of sperm and egg and Dallas puts her hand in Lacey's face and then walks away and like Mia's breaking them up. Dallas says in a talking head that she knows she has to walk away from this and she has to get away from her because otherwise she's going to beat her ass and ultimately get thrown out of the house. Every time she's walking away, though, Lacey is right behind her, touching her, and just being like, sweetie, I want to see you a fur coat. Sweetie, sweetheart, blah, blah, blah. And Dallas is repeatedly screaming, do not touch me. Yeah. To a certain point that it's like, I'm a little annoyed at the other ladies in the house for not really intervening at this point. But I'm also a little annoyed at producers for not intervening at this point. Well, Mm -hmm. technically, she's not like hitting her. 
So I, I guess I could see the producers being like, we're going to let this ride out as long as they can. I mean, if she swings out a different story, like that's where they're going to jump in, but they're going to let it ride. I just think that like at a certain point, there's like a level of integrity where you see somebody repeatedly yeah. saying, get this person away from me. And you can tell at a certain point that Dallas is saying it to producers like she's saying that's two people saying, yeah. off camera i'd go to the camera guy and be like listen i don't know who the fuck you have to tell but get this girl away from me please and or go know. to the other girls in the house and be like listen like just keep her away from me grab her i don't and know drag if this is like a, a decision not to want to break the fourth wall unless they absolutely have yeah. to or if this is a decision this is going to sound like very morbid and very like abstract but like there's that famous picture that appeared in national geographic i think of like the starving child and then there's like the condor in the back that's like waiting for the kid to die so it can eat it mm. and there's a lot of history around that picture that guy didn't intervene didn't save the child and the child ultimately died and it became a question of journalistic ethics like should he have done something to intervene or is he just or in his mind he decided to capture the scene as is he ended up killing himself i just learned the other day um but anyway so my point of bringing that up is like is the decision to not want to intervene because they're making good television yeah. And that's all that really that's exactly matters. what it is. As I long know. As you're getting I hit know, but like, dying. I guess, I don't know if like, it's like 2020 consent respect brain is like tapping into this. I don't know. It's just, it bothered me a lot. Yeah, that, that definitely taps in. Sometimes it's really hard to rewatch these things that are like really pre like 2018 because we really think so, not differently, but there's so much more room for us to call attention to stuff. You know, mm-hmm. we, we didn't have as much of a Twitter, you know, platform and Instagram. Like those things weren't cause of getting people fired or, you know, getting their whole lives changed and being held accountable. So when I watch these things back, I'm just like, okay, and not think like I do now. Because, I mean, obviously it's going to be so much more uncomfortable because we can't hold any of them accountable now. But right. also at that time, it was pretty much everything was the casualty for reality TV. It didn't really matter what, like they were distinct lines, but we had no say in what those lines were. The lines were completely decided by the producers. Now we as an audience are like, we don't like this. We want it gone. Yeah. It's, it's so hard because it's like, again, some of this obviously is hindsight, but some of it also is like, I don't know if it was ever appropriate for a woman in her 30s to be like bullying somebody like that. Mm-hmm. That it's like, <laughs> I mean, I guess everybody's got to revel in being the villain to some degree. So Lacey, like I said, is just generally like following her around and trolling her. Dallas is like occasionally pushing her, but that's not stopping Lacey at all because Lacey's goal is for Dallas to hit her so she can go home it's not like an abusive forceful like get the fuck out of my face push it's just kind of like a yo back up give me my space leave me alone because I give Dallas huge props during this scene because like I have a lot of patience but if someone kept doing that to me like I mean god we don't even know how long it went on for it could have been like 15 minutes of her constantly poking her 
nonstop, just like, hey, like, let me touch your fur. I want to see your fur. And literally, right. Well, I mean, it's Ugh. it's traveling to different rooms because it goes from the room Dallas is in at least to the bar where she pushes Lacey and like they not end up knocking over a bunch of bottles. And then they're on their way up a flight of stairs because, again, this house makes no fucking sense to me. I'm convinced the stairs move like in Harry Potter. Lacey is right behind her and Dallas kind of pushes her into the wall and above them is Rodeo and Brandy M. Lacey finally gets to a point where she's kind of blocking her and Rodeo and Brandy M are like, dude, you're on the stairs. Like, this is going to end really badly. Exactly. They're metal stairs too. So this is going to end really badly. Adult mode. And Dallas is yelling at this point, in my mind, I assume to the crew, like, get her off of me or I'm going to hurt her. And Rodeo, big mom energy here, comes in and goes, there's no way I'm going to allow any of this to continue. So Jess, Brandy M and Rodeo are finally starting to break them up. And Rodeo is full on pulling her. Like, has to. I mean, yeah. Double arm hook. Lacey committed. So I love the, like, Rodeo's like, get off of her, I said. I love this part. I thought it was great. I watched it like five times. Easily. Just this one scene. So Lacey's still in Dallas's face and Rodeo, because she's not listening to anybody, just very calmly walks up behind Lacey, loops her arms in Lacey's and throws Lacey to the ground on the stairs. Just manhandles her. I said stop it. That is enough. But Lacey, her little like okay like yeah. i thought that was hilarious it was like a little kid like all right i'm done I'm i sorry. guess it was like i don't know but i was also a little bit surprised that you think Lacey would be like pissed at nah. rodeo because she knows pain. rodeo will fucking destroy her but i put actually... money on rodeo to beat up anyone in that house oh well for sure she's shredded oh yeah she'd pull out like some of that like capoeira like dance fighting shit like out of nowhere it'd be like that and then like you get close and she flips up and throws you in an arm bar and be like oh my god yeah, Jess walks Dallas away, which, you know, finally, way to step up eventually. Also, yeah, I just want to, like, pose the question, where the fuck is Big John? Watching. Or probably just chilling. Oh, yeah, bro. that's a very good question. He's our head of security. And the very first episode, the one girl was like, I'm not messing with him. He'll throw me out of here. But, like, yeah. so where is he? being useless somewhere it's kind of like the tiffany stuff (laughs) like he's he's not involving himself he keeps to the side till either the producers probably said something to him like yo you got to pull tiffany to the side and just say something and that's where he's like don't embarrass me i let you back in but this is like a physical fight like this is now escalated beyond that they wait till a punch is thrown or a slap or whatever but where where is he like where where physically is he to not even to even be watching from the sidelines like the asshole that he is he's just you know? like blending into the wall of guitars he's useless face paint <laughs> lacy in her talking head is like uh what was rodeo thinking why does she have to come in here and break us up like yeah i may be trying to antagonize her but i'm not hurting her so rodeo literally at this point drags her up the stairs like a misbehaving toddler and lacy's like what i'm not even that riled up whatever and rodeo goes like when rodeo finally lets her go she's like stand up and straighten up like big vice principal energy i love it rodeo says in a talking head i love this too and it really isn't as effective without elaborating that she does have she does like tip her hat at one point she's like i may be a southern lady but i manhandled that bitch and she like tips her cowboy hat i love her what a good woman i really like her 
like and she was proud of it too. She did the right thing. Exactly. Yeah, she handled it exactly the way it needed to be handled. And it and it did finally end the fight. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess- appreciate that. That's what I need from my allies because she did what <laughs> Dallas could not do. Exactly. That is real ally shit in that moment. So Lacey says in a talking head that Dallas is lucky she got away from me this time, but tomorrow's a new day and we'll see what happens. This is where we get to the dates. Brett comes out of his room dressed pretty casually while Magdalena and Sam are a little bit more dressed up. I guess as per usual, they don't tell them what they're doing, as we saw many a time on Flavor of Love where the ladies were overdressed for being taken to KFC. Brett says in a talking head that Magdalena and Sam said they wanted a date where they could get to know me. Is is anybody buying that? Maybe. That they had any say in what happened tonight? I would say maybe no. a little bit. No. I you're giving them way too much credit. This is I don't even think Brett had that much of a say. Well, though, based on the quality of the date he might have. But the two of them also kind of made it seem like they haven't had enough one-on-one time with them. Or like, I mean, connect. nobody really has, unless yeah. you're Rodeo. So this is the time. You can really sit down and get to know. Well, so he says that he set up something romantic and something that would give them insight into his life. And then afterwards, he could get insight into their lives. If I'm not mistaken, he said, we have set up. And it's kind of like, oh, I don't well, know I mean, it's not like he it. single-handedly yes. put all of that but together. But later on... For the second date, he says, I set up. So I'm like, I wonder if they called him, say it the first time. They're like, listen, we're going to let that stay in. But make sure you say I. Like, we, the producers cannot be given credit, even though we did this. I mean, it's more plausible, though. I mean, if we're talking about the logistics of planning a date, he can't set up. Well, as we see, so he brings them outside. And it's like a couch set up with all snacks and popcorn. And there's a big projector screen yeah. across from the pool. I don't think that Brett could have single-handedly put that no, up. That's what I was himself, say, no, that's opposed to setting up like two steps of an outside date. That would be funny where he says we, and it just cuts to like, say the credit scene is him and Big John setting up a projector screen and shit. I don't think Brett would ever touch. That's, that would be giving He's him got a crew credit. For it. It's like on The Bachelor when the ladies are like, I set this whole thing up for you. Women are like no, you didn't. No one let you anywhere near exactly. the lighters. I promise. <laughs> Not even the lighters, right? They told you where to go as soon as it was your turn. Yeah. So he's all giddy about this date, and he's tells them that he's showing them a part of his life and what he does, and he's basically showing them a series of home movies and photos. It's cool. It's not. I thought it was nice. That date sucked. I mean, and it, like, I get that you're supposed to be wanting to get to know somebody. Like, I, I support that. But I think just, <laughs> it just felt so self-serving because he's this big rock star, you know? And like, I don't know. It just. Well, my can... issue was him. Watch, they were watching his documentary. Yeah. And he. Yeah, exactly. It looked boring. Like, like he can tell this information better than the movie can. And also it's one of the reasons I have, like, I have a real gripe with going to movies for like first or second dates. Like you cannot talk for an hour and 45 minutes minimum. How are we talking? How are we getting to know each other? Because he's not actually interested in getting to know them. Like I love, no. he spends so much of this show being like, yeah, I really want to get to know them better. And he's either completely blindsided by how attractive they are that he's not listening to them or in this case he's so caught up in being like me 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 that we don't see shit i thought it worked okay from the sense of magdalena at least because she doesn't know him 
at all. She doesn't know his music. She literally knows nothing about him, but she's there to, well, as we all know, it's all bullshit anyway, but she's there to meet him and get to know him. So at least for someone like her, this is a good background fill in. Now you know how famous this guy really is. But again, like it feels like this is all stuff he could have said. But he can just show it too no because it it just like because the way he's the way he's sitting there just being like oh yeah and then like oh this is like my first pa system and this is my first you know like all these pants like he's like oh remind me to never wear those pants again like you know what are they supposed to do except pretend to be excited it's just such a self-centered date like and he thinks that they're as excited as he is about it where like I can't imagine that at all. Sam seemed excited. Well, Sam is a douche. So she's Wow. Like, I, I have no patience for her not like other girls shtick. Ever since episode one where she's like, oh, I really like this movie. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called True Romance. Like, girl, bye. <laughs> I don't know like, if you've heard of it. It's the Godfather. Right, exactly. Titanic. Well, also. The guy falls- oh, I saw a story. The dude that falls off, I believe, is the one that falls off like the back and he hits the propeller and flips and it's hilarious. Oh, that he actually survived in real life. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Well, it's good to know the dude hit the propeller and didn't die. I think it's because they said he was so drunk. That's what it was. He was so drunk that it like. Oh, it kept his body temperature down or something. It was weird. It's kind of like how if you're sleeping in a car accident. Like or like how sometimes drunk drivers don't actually get hurt in car accidents they're so and calm, stuff. Yeah. Well, because they're so not like aware of what's happening, yeah. and their body kind of is more braced for. Yeah, I any learned sort that in that uh, what story? I don't think it was driver's ed, but it might. It's like if you're relaxed, if you see an accident happening, you're in your car and you're like nothing's stopping my car from hitting that car. You're supposed to stay as relaxed as possible because then your body just like naturally like whatever movement happens. It's like you're not tense and giving yourself whiplash or fucking something up. That's why I didn't get hurt in the car accident I was in. I heard the same thing about if you ever get grabbed from behind, you're supposed to just go limp, like completely limp. Because it's like, it's impossible to to care for them. It's hard for them to carry a moving shield. Whereas if you're constantly moving, you kind of further them along their movement of you. Like, it's Mm. really crazy. I've seen that on a few different, like, like, just go limp. And for some reason there, it's a lot harder. It's like carrying a big body. Like being like right. a little kid dead weight kind of? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, huh. they just can't, it's like a move, it's like a human shield they have to carry. It's a lot heavier for them. But if you're constantly like kicking and screaming, you're moving them along the process. So, huh. you know, if anybody ever needs any of this information, if you're ever in a situation of drunk driving or an accident yeah. or get grabbed from behind, I hope you turn to this. I mean, this Remember is great. This I didn't I didn't know that I'm constantly <laughs> in fear of getting abducted and I didn't know that. So you just helped me. <laughs> the more you know right exactly so sam says in a talking head that brett showed them this documentary of his life and it was really nice to see that <laughs> side of him and i was like you are such a douche oh my god and i hope that she's like gotten better because you know i think i think she was young so you know we were all a little bit not like other girls ish in our early 20s i feel like oh for the most god. part like you know like you think you're the first one to have ever done anything but I don't know. She just really gets on my nerves. So they pause the whatever he's showing them. And all right. So like, I want to hear about you. And Sam says the reason why music is such a big part of her life is because she has a learning disability. And Brett, I notice he does this a lot. He'll go, right. <laughs> Which I think is like a really awkward like thing <laughs> where it's like he's like, 
he says that, I guess, to make it seem or to show that he's listening, yeah. but in a context where somebody's like, I have a learning disability, it sounds like he's going like, oh, yeah, I figured. <laughs> or, or like, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Right. So you're going home. You night. don't know this information. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder, like, if she's going to elaborate on it. And she's like, yeah, it's really difficult for me to concentrate a lot. And um, I just need to have somebody, like, right there showing me things. So, like, my creative side is, like, broader than my other side. And I'm like, are you describing ADHD? I mean, granted, there's plenty that could have been cut out. We don't know the full extent or if she's just being kind of vague about it. But as somebody with ADHD you're not special she might have said it though and like you said like maybe the editors didn't put that in or something i don't know just like the idea just like oh i have this weird learning disability where like i can't really concentrate on things and it's like yeah girl we know isn't it more i don't want to say well-known that sounds weird but but i guess just adhd or add are both kind of i don't want to say the norm in 2020 but are more, I don't know, compared no, to back then. I, I mean, we are the generation, because assuming I think she probably falls into millennial cat like territory, that we grew up in a time where like all kids were getting diagnosed with it. True. Like yeah, I know so many people. Millennial. Yeah. Uh, he, like, he's like 34, 33. And he was, I remember when I was a kid, he was definitely on like medication for ADHD. Oh, while yeah. He was in high school and middle school because it was really hard for him. I did not hear him describe it such as this way, but yes. um, okay. Right. I mean, this is the kind of thing like where they, because I mean, obviously a lot of famous creatives have ADHD. So like this idea that it's like, oh yeah, like music really speaks to me because of like this problem. And it's like, yeah, girl, like you're not alone. You're not the first. You're not the last. You're not the only. Definitely so, won't be the last. Definitely. So Brett says in a talking head that he really got to understand Samantha and it was really, really unique because I felt a really strong connection to her. What the fuck? So Brett's mm-hmm. talking about his taste in music. Uh, he likes to work out to Metallica and Sam's like, oh, I love Pantera. Vulgar Display of Power, best album. Next time you work out, like, listen to this. And Magdalene is just over there just being like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, I don't what know are what- these words you speak exactly like what is happening here magdalena is kind of threatened rightfully so because she sam has a lot of in common with brett well clearly magdalena's never heard one of yeah. those in songs she grew up in poland it seems like so well i think that this is interesting that brett's like so now you've got a story and i feel like the implication of that was like oh because you weren't born in the united states clearly you've got some like war-torn refugee tale yeah, but I she probably could have had a fantastically average life that is not exciting to any of us. But also, you haven't right. heard me. Something must be wrong with you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, or you grew up in this, like, exotic land of Poland. But also, she's 27, I think, during the time of this show. Mm-hmm. Because she's currently 40. For those who don't remember, she is currently in jail. Uh, so uh, I got a yeah, uh, credit card cloning. Credit card oh, fraud. No. She's serving mm-hmm. like five years. Yeah. She's going to be in there. In there. So she's 27. So the thing is, she had like the last time Poison had a last big album come out, even if she lived in the United States, she was 10 years old. Yeah. 
Like mm. he's not her music. She's, you know, the prime age for like new kids on the block. Like this It does is... make you think why someone would be on the show other than just fame. Well, now knowing that there's a chance that they didn't tell them who was going to be Well, they just knew some sort of a rock and roll guy, I guess. Yeah. So I mean it could be anybody. And just because it's like somebody that you don't know doesn't mean you're not wouldn't necessarily be attracted to them. It's just it's certainly more of a risk. So this is where Brett says in his talking head that she didn't have any exposure to my music growing up in Poland, which in one sense was kind of a turn on because she's simply there to get to know me and form a relationship out of almost bare bones. Anything makes him horny. It's almost impressive if it wasn't so creepy. Mm. No king shaming. I'm <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, the girls can breathe and he's like, yeah, date's over. I'm horny. <laughs> yeah. Well, as we see later on, man, her breath was like 97.3 degrees. And that's just my perfect point of horniness. <laughs> it's the biggest turn on. So then we get Brett saying that he wants to head inside and talk because he could tell people wanted to come outside. I don't know. I guess they all got sick of being in the house. Well, he's probably peeking at the door or something. They're all like creeping, like peeking out a little window. Yeah. So then we get the ladies in new outfits. Thankfully, they got to change and not get stuck in their dresses. Although we can't see it on Sam's shirt, but you can see on Magdalena's shirt that it says Brett's babe. Nice. Originally, I was like, did she come here with that or whatever? But then they leave this part of the date with like little tote bags. So I think that they must have given them. Nice. Swag. Little uh, goodie bag. I guess. Don't need nothing but goodie bags with spread babe t-shirts. Oh, gosh. So Sam says uh, something about something about if it's meant to be. And Brett's like, oh, you'll put me in a in a pod like Spinal Tap. And I couldn't tell if Sam didn't get the joke or whatever. I don't think so. I think she was just kind of playing along. She's too busy watching like super cool underrated movies like True Romance. Magdalena says in a talking head, like again, that she's kind of threatened that Brett's really impressed by her, so she's gonna have to pull out some stops. So then Magdalena eats a strawberry and immediately starts making out with him. This looked disgusting. Like, are you both eating the strawberries at the taste of the strawberry? I just also Brett looks like a terrible kisser, so I think that's kind of informing. That's always your big thing. So Sam says that she feels very uncomfortable watching this happen, rightfully so. And then Brett is trying to like coax her into doing the same thing. And he's like, oh, it's just a kiss. And then Sam is like, oh, just a kiss. Do you know how much that means to me? Like kisses are so important. It was only a kiss. It was only a kiss. How did it end up like this indeed? Brett's doing just fine. He does eventually get her to agree to a kiss, and she doesn't seem super into it. He's kind of like pulling her in. Mm. It's kind of awkward. And then they just pan over to Magdalena eating strawberries awkwardly over to the side. Magdalena says it's pretty obvious that Sam and Brett had more than just a regular kiss. And Sam's like, so Brett just kissed me, and I think I heard angels sing because I'm a dork. Mm. she's not like the other girls everybody in case that's not clear she's she's not like the other girls so sam said didn't know what what angle she was coming from 
because on the one hand she was like I'm just so different and I'm trying to connect with him on such a deep emotional level like we're basically soulmates and on the other hand it's like she's playing to his over horniness and like that sex appeal thing like trying to get him to chase her I'm just like what are we doing I just want to know can I get the plan of uh, ahead so that's the part that's confusing because shortly after saying this whole thing about like, oh, I don't really feel like comfortable, like kisses are really important to me. She goes, oh, the sexual tension is so ridiculous right now. Like, oh, and I can't even have an orgasm because everybody's around. Knowing he was going to react to that. Knowing he was not only going to react to that viscerally, but like to me and obviously consent huge important part of this and it's clear that she's saying that she's turned on by all of this but like wants to masturbate and can't too many eyes in the room which fair um although new york said during the course of big brother celebrity big brother that she's like yeah i just like went in the shower like they can't although there's cameras in there too yeah but not in the actual shower but they're like in the bathroom they're not going to use it though I, to me, like, the mixed messages of just saying outright, like, oh, I don't feel comfortable kissing you, but then saying outright also, oh, I just really want to have an orgasm is just very confusing. Kissing you. Is that Miranda Cosgrove? I don't know. Oh, you don't know that song! <laughs> we saw the video once, and you're like, what is this? Oh, yeah, like, how I've never heard, like, you were like, oh, yeah, this song, it was, like, a huge hit, and I'm like, I literally have no recollection. Oh, no, that's whatsoever. not kissing, or kissing you. I don't remember. She had a kissing you one, and then who was the other one? Gwen Stefani's Missing You? No. Oh, no, I know we're cool. I'm yeah, just, whatever cool. I'm saying, kissing you in that tone. Fuck it, let's keep moving. Quarantine has fully melted our brains, everybody. Who? I think that's becoming oh, more quarantine. and more evident every week. I always say who, it's even further fucking proof. None of us know how to work anything anymore. It's okay. We don't even know how to, how to human. We don't do it anymore. We just stay inside. <laughs> right, like I was saying before we got on this call, like you were outside of our families like on zoom chats and stuff you're like the first person we've had a conversation with outside of each other so if this episode yeah. comes out weird it's because we don't know how to talk <laughs> we don't to know other how to people interact anymore, anymore yeah. i don't know what to do with my hands so brett as we pointed out at this point is like because regular stuff makes him horny he's now blood can only go to one section of his body at a time because he literally at this point is only thinking, I want to fuck Sam. I want to fuck Sam. I want to fuck Sam. Well, you said his, or is it girlfriend or wife at the time or ex or whatever? Baby mama, at least. Yeah. Is still around during all this. Yeah. It's like they're all like his like fluffers. I mean, he yeah. He goes around, gets turned on, and then it's like, oh, like, by the way, my baby mama's here. This is great. Well, the difference is, is that he'd fuck them if given the opportunity. Very true. But Flav did the same shit. Like, I can't believe they really did this to these ladies. So he's, like, now trying to get her to, like, fool around with him, more or less. And she's like, oh, but, like, you're with so many other girls. And literally, I think Magdalena tries to chime in at some point, And literally, he just talks right. Like, one of them just talks right over the, like, talks right over. Because nobody cares what she so has to say. Awkwardly. Yeah, so he's like, oh, I'm not going to touch any of them tonight, though. And Sam's like, see? And he's like, haha, I'm kidding, ever again. Like, I hate when dudes do that. Like, they'll literally say anything just so you'll fuck them. Not that I have a ton of experience with that anymore, but <laughs> in a past life. That's what guys do. So Sam says, I would not spend the night with you in your bed because I don't know who's going to be spending the night with you. And then says in a talking head that, oh, I really shouldn't have brought up the orgasm because now Brett's totally turned on and I want him to realize that I have a personality. 
again not shaming her for being sexual it's just like weirdly i don't know like i just don't get what she's doing no it seems like she's playing to it like she's she's using it in a a way of like there's a tactic there it's not authentic to who she is as an individual it's it's very weird. I don't think that there's any shame of a woman being sexual. I mean, there's no. strippers galore on this show, and I, I connect with a few of them. I think they're, right, <laughs> but yeah, it just seems like she's doing something different with it that kind of gives those women who are more sex positive and stuff a little bit more of a bad rap. Like she's using it like to manipulate this man and then like reel a man and then like, oh we must stop because i respect my body exactly thankfully you're like holding this whole show together you're like saying everything i want to say but (laughs) in a way that makes sense the ladies finally head out and brett says that he had a great time with magdalena and sam but after sam told me she needed an orgasm i was ready to pop date over i'm horny then did you notice that they're playing every rose has its thorn yes in the background i was a little surprised why i don't know just brought in this early for no real reason gotta get his song plugs at some point so before we cut to commercial we do get an outside shot of the whole house and we hear this is where we hear him yell john get my insulin yes so now we know what big john is doing i guess so on to the next day the ladies are all up and chilling by the pool big john comes out and he's like oh you know, hi, ladies, how y'all doing? You know, by the way, yesterday was bitching, right? And they're all like, yeah. Like, they really have to put up with his bullshit. I really don't fuck with him. <laughs> it's becoming more and more evident every episode. I mean, he's really just, it seems around now just to drop off notes. I just mean, like, as a human being in general. No, like, I, don't I, don't fuck. I don't know. You, again, if you threaten to wish Ruth Bader Ginsburg death, I don't really have room in my life for patience for you. Indeed. So Brandy M reads, yeah, right? (laughs) Brett, uh, Brandy M reads the note this time. It says, motocross was hella fun. The race was great. And four of you won. Magdalena and Sam rocked me at the drive-in. Now Brandy M and Rodeo need some lovin'. Not his strongest line. Uh, It's time for the two of you to have your fun with a bitchin' day in the L.A. sun. So Rodeo, obviously, because everything is the most exciting thing that's ever happened, zooms in the house to get changed out of her sweats. And she's like, oh, I'm so excited to see him without his shirt on. I just love her. So then we see the ladies both waiting for Brett. I I don't know what I was expecting in terms of their outfits, but I guess Brandy M's didn't seem especially beachy to me. I have it in my notes as the outfit version of one of those Chinese sandals. That were really popular during this time. What were those? Wow. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't like those. I remember. No, them. I no, like but them. yeah, no, it was not. It was a weird moment in time. So it's like, it's kind of like a slide that covers your toe. Like it looks like a slipper shape. Okay. And it was mesh and then had like beading and flowers on the top. Okay. And that's exactly what Brandy M's outfit looked like, but in black. So Brandy M is like waiting for Brett. Well, they're both waiting for Brett. And Brandy M turns to Rodeo and says, what are you wearing like uh perfume wise and she's like oh it's a uh, beautiful by ralph lauren <laughs> Brandium goes it smells musky i don't think she's i don't know sounded... if she meant it shady or not no i didn't know how to read it to me it did not come off shady unless she was like oh that's musky she's like mm, musky brett definitely seems to be more into brandy m's 
look than rodeo's when he finally comes down rodeo's just in a pink tank top and like white shorts you know nothing remarkable so they're in the limo and brett basically asks for all the tea on like last night but tries they do that thing where they try to make it look like he has no idea and that this question was just something he would have asked anyway they're like oh you know like what's what's been going on in the house like how's everybody been getting along and rodeo's like what's her name with the red hair like she like doesn't even know Lacey's name she does not give a fuck she's like she'd rather protect an animal before a human and that's when it all started which i was like okay i appreciate your commitment to human like you know like that you see the error in Lacey's ways yeah and just kind of like hey brett just letting you know i'm a bad bitch yeah i do <laughs> yeah. it was obvious that's true it did look a little self-serving as well you have to Pipe yourself. Well, she says that she lets Brett know that she had to restrain Lacey last night because she doesn't want her around Brett's daughters, which fair. Yeah. True mom. I mean, yeah, fair. (laughs) Rodeo tells Brett what happened and says that Lacey was completely out of control. She was afraid that Lacey was going to bust Dallas's head open because they were fighting on the stairs. And Brandy M is co-signing all of this. Like, she she was standing next to her the whole time, too. Right. Brett says in a talking head, to me, Lacey's either going to make passionate love to me or possibly kill me in my sleep. I will never understand men who find that shit attractive. No, I don't want to be with someone yeah, who I they think love, might kill they me. They love the crazies. Yeah, they love the crazies. I'm just like, what? Are you okay? Like, like, they love the drama well, of it all. Right. Like, who hurt you? A little right. bit of crazy, but that's kind of just every human being man or woman well, yeah, but, you like the ones that were like oh she could stab me and that's not really no. what how is that attractive to you in my own home right especially considering again brett is in his 40s so why are you still looking for that energy in your life i mean maybe he kind of also needs it um i mean listen we're like in no you're not sexually numb but like needs more to, it's like oh jake that's a good the theory. Sna- one of the good things was like Jake the Snake Roberts always had a thing when you listen to his old interviews or anything. He always would say like when he's on the road, like he wasn't faithful or anything, but shit would get escalated at times. It would well, go like, I mean, right, I was with that's... one woman, then I couldn't do anything with one woman anymore. So it became two women. And then it's like, you watch. And then you get three women and this and that. And, then, and he just tells all these fucking crazy stories. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I mean, this dude was like a huge hair metal or hair rock, like rock star at a time. Poison. We looked up all those lists about like biggest hair rock albums of and, all like, time. Not and like, terrible looking, you know? Yeah he's, yeah, he's not a bad looking dude. And then you figure like, they fucking partied. Maybe shit's just a little bit norm for him. I want to remind you that you can curse on this podcast. I know. I'd like, I, <laughs> I like censor myself. So they pull up to Ashley Page's bikini shop. The Chiron, when they introduce her, says that her bathing suits were worn by Jessica Alba, Carmen Electra, and Pam Anderson. I went to her Instagram currently. The store no longer exists. Uh, if you go to the website, it redirects you to like a 10-year-old TV reel, which like shows her appearances on like Janice Dickinson's modeling show, I think, and keeping up with the Kardashians. I saw pictures on her Instagram of Gigi Hadid. So that's mm-hmm. right. that's someone nowadays. What, what? Yeah, Gigi this Hadid? was like back when she was on um Housewives of Beverly Hills, though, because I remember that shoe. So that was during the Yolanda years, which were at least four years ago. I think more. They they blur together, but this was like when Gigi was like not even 
Gigi yet. She hadn't yeah. moved to like New York yet. So this was like, and that's the, I think that's the reason that Ashley Page is posting them. Like, look, we right, have remember, a connection. Right, <laughs> I did a thing. Us. Yes, I did a thing once. So, I mean, the store's not around today. I, don't, I couldn't really get too much of a read on any of her stuff, but I mean, if you were able to have a Beverly Hills boutique like that, you must have been doing something. Oh, wait, this was my segue. This, supposed is, to be. I was, I was Sorry, say, this is how fried my brain is. You were going to let me, well, not let me, but I was going to jump in and say Jessica Alba, Carmen Electra, and someone Brett knows very personally. So, me. okay. So let me tell everybody about my Google journey the other night. Oh, my God. So I guess the whole sex conversation with Sam kind of made me wonder about like groupie tales because you know at this point like i've said before i was watching a lot of vh1 i was watching all the behind the musics i was watching you know the shocking moments in rock and roll countdown like i you know about up pamela like debar and all that sex stuff. tapes of the shows we've covered right. so i was like you know i bet somewhere on the internet somebody's talking about brett's dick somewhere on the internet right so i'm googling and like that's why i read the thing about him being like possessive not quite self yeah possessive and i get to like an article from huffington post in like 2009 where this writer talks about how she quote unquote spent the night with brett unfortunately it wasn't like that like it wasn't like a juicy tell-all the article is very annoying because it's very much like oh i thought he would be doing this but actually he was doing this and i thought he would be doing this but actually he's doing this so at one point she's like oh i thought he went off at one point and was like making a sequel to his sex tape with pam anderson but his security told me he was actually doing his insulin shot because <laughs> it all comes back to the diabetes always oh, and jesus <laughs> but then i was like what is she, what is this person talking about? Pam Anderson had a sex tape with Tommy Lee. Like, how in this Huffington Post article are you, like, mixing up Tommy Lee and Brett Michaels? So right. I Google it, and I'm like, oh, they dated. And they did have a sex tape. Yes. So I watched Brett Michaels and Pam Anderson sex tape the other night. The things I do for research for this there show. There you go. It was fine. I mean, dedication. I mean, right, the sacrifice. I mean, if I had to watch Pumpkin on that uh, Playboy Channel show, Whatever it was, yeah. this was way less painful to watch than that. So <laughs> I can't really complain. Uh, he looks fine. I guess, like, pleasantly surprised a little bit. Are you referring to him or his penis? His penis. I was just trying to be coy about it. But oh my if you're going to ask. um, I mean, actually, I was, <laughs> more, I was more impressed by his penis than I was about him in general he it seems like where the camera is set up and obviously this is like 1990 something so it's like old style vhs it seems like they must have the camera set up in front of a wall of mirrors because he is fully staring at himself and what she's doing either that or it's hooked up to the tv oh that probably makes sense yeah either way he's not paying attention to what he's doing with her at all he's just watching He's going full on like Patrick Bateman. Ew, I know. That's what made that's what kind of really creeped me out about it. He said that t-shirt. I don't know. I just I was pleasantly surprised, not by his performance, but by the situation he has going on. Yeah. Definitely explained uh some of the dedication. That's what we're gonna have to, we're gonna end up having to like look up sex tapes for all these people. And is this gonna be like Sonja's penis ranking? <laughs> Two thumbs up. 
I don't know. I just I just was surprised they brought up Pam Anderson in this context, knowing that they at the very least dated like sex tape aside. They dated. Yeah, he was popular enough. Yeah, I mean, it's like clearly her type based on, you know, Tommy Lee. Well, and then all Tommy, that. Yes. And then she dated some other rock star, right? Somebody else of this era. Very famous. I'm not sure. I'm blanking out. We all know. But now I know you're going to go searching for that and not that currently. sex tape if they have one. So Brett says in a talking head that he's arranged nearly every girl's dream. I'm going to get the hottest bikinis ever tailor made to fit their bodies. I just want to know, did he take a poll of what every girl's dream was? Did he ask the ladies if that's every girl's dream? I just want to know where this, what is the source? Can we cite the source? Right. Like a girl and this is not my dream. So I (laughs) was torn between feeling like. Like, it would be the kind of thing where I'd be like, oh, so you just assume that I'd like it. But at the same time thinking, well, I guess I would. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's not a like, dream. I just want to know though. if I'm an outlier or not. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's is it the dream, though? Like, I, right. I think that he, I accept, maybe. Right. Like, like I'm not going to say. A dream of mine. I don't know. I guess I would be a little creeped out by it. It just feels like a very, like, I'm making you in my image or I'm trying to flex how much money I have type of thing. And I get to see you in a bathing suit. Yeah, it's also right because it's but a bathing suit. But then again, suit. all he has to do is hang around the fucking house. And that's like all day anyway. That's true. Or they're naked. So they give them champagne as per usual, like in fancy boutique settings like this. And they're trying on the bathing suits. Brett's like, oh, Brandy M looks awesome. I was surprised, though. I mean, considering all the fake tits and like stuff in the house, like she and this is not to body shame in the slightest. But like he was like gushing and she's got like natural smallish kind of boobs yeah. doesn't really have much of an ass and i was just like oh body positivity from brett there you go brett a positive about him <laughs> there you go and then he goes uh he's like but then well let's not get too ahead of ourselves because he's like made the old and then he like does like a fist to imply his dick and he's like made the old uh stand on end <sighs> doesn't miss an opportunity to be crass that one never man likes to talk mm-hmm. about his boner he he does let him be rodeo says in a talking head that bridia might as well take her little ass on home because he's got all eyes on me and she's modeling the bikinis like fully modeling while he's just sitting on the floor crisscross applesauce at crotch level or butt level well when she finally walks up to him she's at crotch like her crotch is in his face and he's like, oh, yeah, being a man who cares about the way they're going to feel in these bathing suits, I had to get right up in there and make sure that it's good. You know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do as a boyfriend on a date. Imagine if he has this, like, obsession or the secret talent. Like, all he's ever wanted to do was own, like, a bathing suit shop. So he is really into, like, how does this fit? Let me see this. And it's yeah, totally no, he's not It is a thousand percent sexual. Yes. Especially because she like she drops it low at the one point while they're right there. in front of him. Yeah, good for her. You do your thing. Rodeo. Solid knees though. Can't stress that enough. <laughs> they were like, like rodeo. Meg, you know she got the stallion. There's there's yes. a joke in there somewhere that I can't rodeo make. the stallion. Rodeo the stallion. <laughs> we get a quick flash of back at the house. The varsity hyenas have started a wall of shame with crude drawings of all the ladies. Again, I want to refresh everybody's memory that this is two 26-year-olds, a 31-year-old, and a 32-year-old. Everybody is too old to be making burn book drawings. Yeah, it's it's just immature, Mm -hmm. bullying, and stupid. 
and they're like making fun of everybody's appearances and like saying, calling Jess a uh, clavicle. So we go back to the date, thankfully. It's a poolside dinner at the Balage Hotel. I Googled this, and apparently it's very significant in the Beverly Hills 90210 universe. Nice. It's apparently the location for many historical events on the show, including Kelly and Dylan's infamous pool scene, where Dylan resides before he gradu- before he moves into his house, and many uh, and of course the Donna Martin graduates prom incident, among others. I don't know anything about nine hundred two one zero, so if these mean something to you, I did as a kid. Great. I watched it. What was I like fifth, sixth grade? Maybe it used to always be on TV, so I just started watching it. I don't. Know. I, I understood why it was popular. No, I'm not saying I don't understand why it was popular. Yeah. That's not the part. I just was like, it's not my era, so I don't. Yeah. None of these, like this infamous pool scene and the Donna Martin graduates prom incident, like don't necessarily mean anything to me. Like, I don't understand the context, I guess. So Brett asked them if they're having a good time. They're all sitting at this like table set up they have on this like roof top mm-hmm. pool deck. It's really beautiful. Like, this is like a significantly better date than just sitting around watching Brett's home movies. I'm not going to lie. No, absolutely. You got new bathing suits that are supposed to be like designed for you and fitted for you and then you get a nice rooftop uh lunch and stuff like come on yeah this is much better brett's like asking about some of the cheeses on the plate which shout out to all the cheese discussion on love is blind for some reason listen to our patreon recaps a new one will be coming out this week Rodeo points out that there's also basil on the plate, which she says she cooks with a lot because she has her own garden at home. And then she does this thing that I have in here, like reminds me of Bubba from Forrest Gump, where she just starts naming different types of peppers. Nice. (laughs) Peppers, jalapenos, banana peppers, green peppers, sweet peppers. Like, yeah, girl, we we know what peppers are. Brandy M points out it's hard to get any words in with Rodeo around because she cuts you off because she's always got to keep going. If this is the case, I can kind of see why Brett and his narcissistic ass isn't really that into her anymore at Mm. a certain point. Because if she he really likes a woman who he can like show the ropes to. This is my theory with Heather, too, that that's the reason why it doesn't ultimately work out with them. I just don't think that a woman who doesn't let him kind of be like the coolest person is ever going to last in his world. But I guess we'll see. I forgot why she ultimately gets kicked off, though. So that is a pretty good theory. So we check back in with Rodeo, where she's saying that she was... When she was a baby, she had five blood transfusions. Her grandmother's blood is the one that saved her life. And then automatically, she just starts talking about how she collects swords. Yeah, no, that was strange. Don't ever do that on a date. I didn't know if that was editing or what, it but it, it looked like a very smooth transition between my grandmother's blood is the one that saved my life. I collect swords. I don't um, know. Was it editing? Because the other one. It didn't look like it. Also was like, and her talking head was like, um, she really moved on quick there. And she's <laughs> talking about too many of these things at one time. She's like, what is wrong with her? It seemed like I'm going to hit all the bullet points of the things that I know should happen on a TV date. Uh, you have to get to know me from a deep perspective. So I'm going to share a really deep memory of a family thing. And then also something I like to do for fun. I have to hit all the points right now or I'm going to go home. Yes, exactly. I think she also has like lived a very interesting life where 
and like I feel like a lot of people have told her that her story is really inspiring and that she's really interesting, so she likes to get it all out right away. I mean, yeah, she's got a life, a lot of life experiences. Wow, it's like you drank my water and you drained my mind. (laughs) Shit. She also apparently was an Olympic diver, which we don't hear her say, but Brandy M says it. I I mean, I, I remember that she says that she broke her feet because of diving but i didn't realize that it was Mm. like to that level though but i forgot to google it if she actually like competed in the olympics so then we get brett asking brandy m about her turn-ons and turn-offs and brandy m's like "Mm, choke me spank me pull my hair just like super nonchalant she's like listen i know why i'm here and she has no issues with it i stand brandy m she's the (laughs) shit honestly now you understand and then of course because you can't say anything remotely sexual around brett without him like literally about to come he just pops in like adam sandler and uncut gems what uncut gems no i know but i'm forgetting the reference like i'm forgetting because you're saying because he's always so horny or whatever or he's so turned on yeah just picture him always popping big i'm gonna come yeah (laughs) (laughs) so brett's like oh is there a rooftop sex room up here <laughs> it's funny though because like how you said like she says it no nonchalant yeah yeah choke me spank me pull my hair it just makes you think he's like no that's what like most women like i need something weird but then Do you race dirt bikes yes in response to this brandy m snort burps kind of funny i mean it was i'm not shading her for doing it i just <laughs> nothing he's it wasn't that funny uh like what he did what he said Rodeo says in a talking head, I have a lot of class and you just not do not do that. Like Shut so up, repulsed by her bodily noises. I stand Rodeo, but I stand Brandy M more. <laughs> Brandy M's your girl. She is. Rodeo says then that her favorite position is doggy. And then they play this like womp womp music during that. Like it like she's like it was so out of context for her to bring it up. It's very there's an episode of The Office where Dwight is talking to one of, uh, I think it was one of Pam's friends. I can't, I, I hate that I can't remember her name. Tall uh, brunette. But then Angela, Angela just kind of like pops up real quick behind him. He's like, oh shit. Like, where'd you come from? Yeah. Like, that's how this is. <laughs> that, that is that's hilarious. I appreciate that reference. Oh <laughs> gosh. Yeah, no, Mike loves an office reference. I absolutely love The Office. I'm listening to their recap podcast right now. Oh, Office Ladies. Yeah, I haven't listened to in a little... Yeah, Office Ladies is my thing. I listen to it so much when I'm like on my way to work or like there were things going on but now that we're all sitting at home like we really don't listen to podcasts very good point yes it's it's that's it's it's slipped my mind a lot since I haven't been going out and doing things but I used to like I used to live for the reason to rewatch the office for the fourth or fifth or seventh time oh you and Mike are gonna get along famously That's all he has on a loop ever, all the time. Well, because it's always good to have on. Like it's good to, it's just good to see it. You can just see it and watch it. Any, no matter what part of the season or what season it is, it's just a good show. Exactly. I mean, listen. As much as I complain about Mike referencing it and having it on all the time, that doesn't stop me from like when it's on and a certain or like certain episodes are on or certain lines or whatever. Like it doesn't stop me from laughing. No, you just need a laugh. <laughs> you That's will laugh. Brett wraps up this date by saying that he had a great time and got a lot, got to learn a lot about their personalities. Like, I love that he, like, being turned on by them is, like, his code word for that is, like, I really enjoyed getting to know their personality. 
He really yeah. thinks that he's like getting to know them and he's just really only trying to fuck them. It's like painfully transparent. Like we're not watching. He's not trying to get to know them. Maybe he is trying to get he's to, trying know, to, get to know them in a biblical sense. And personally. <laughs> in a biblical sense. That's funny. Brett and the ladies head home. They come in loud as hell. Like, and they're all bragging about their new stuff. I mean, shit, you got a free bikini. <laughs> That's incredible. It's a good day. No, oh, you, do you think one of their dreams came true? The way you're saying, like, yeah, incredible, it's awesome. Like, I don't right? know come how on. to explain it, where it's just like you no sold the shit of it, and now all of a sudden you're like, damn, you got a no, free bikini. It's like it's a very hard thing to explain, especially when your brain is melted. Like I, I feel like it's, it's like a creepy date, but it's, it's a creepy date. It is a nice thing to get or a good gift because bikinis are so damn expensive. For no reason. For no reason. And they sell them separately. Like the top and the bottom are always separate and separate prices. Like as if they think you're going to mix and match so much that I have some specialty one tailored to you or whatever. You don't really have to like go through all the things and it's given to you. It's a good gift. It's not my dream. I don't wake up going, you know what? I really need one to get me a bikini. Like I need to make that happen. And then finally it's my dream coming true. I think one of the ladies' dreams is meeting Brett Michaels before it is getting a new bikini. Brett is now torn about who he's going to eliminate tonight because he hasn't made connections with everybody yet. So then we see him kind of quickly talking to a bunch of the ladies. Want some more one-on-ones. Yeah, this is like kind of what I was surprised they didn't do last week. But we see him going to another part of the house with Christia and she's like, Oh, I'm really excited. I get some one-on-one time with Brett. I just don't hope I don't say anything stupid. And I'm like, they gave this poor thing, the Jessica Simpson edit, which shout out to you're wrong about for doing the Jessica Simpson memoir series. Cause I am learning so much and we all should just be nicer to the pop stars that we all shamed in yesteryear. Mm. That's my blanket statement about all of this. Brett asks her if she wants to be there. And Christy is like, uh, yeah. He reminds her, you know, oh, I'm I'm on the road a lot. Like every night's a party. Like, can you like deal with that lifestyle? And she's like, Yeah, like I'm I'm pretty chill about stuff. Like I have my own life and you Good know, deal. it's it's fine. And Brett's like, oh, the conversation really didn't go anywhere. Like, we didn't really seem to connect. But then he goes like, but she had the teensiest ass, the teensiest ass I've ever seen, which is such oh, a- Oh, is it teensiest? What, why? What <laughs> did you hear? Teeniest. Either way. Like small, not teen oh, it is where teeniest. it's creepy. I can't fucking yeah. read. Small as opposed to underage. I know, but like- He likes just, little butts. What a weird compliment. And then they have to do butt? this- they That's have not to, a bad compliment. They have this gratuitous shot of her walking away too in her palazzo pants. What are palazzo pants? just um they're like loose fitting kind of like sweat you know the one like my fancy sweatpants i call them fancy sweatpants you know like my printed oh yeah yes oh my god i feel bad for christia because she seemed like one the only one of the varsity hyenas to have a soul but i don't know like she didn't say it she's like gave good answers and in the one cut you saw with brandy c from like episode one it's like you were saying with the shady editing. Like she actually seems like she would be funny. I told you, I liked her. Time. She makes a she makes a por- uh, picture of Doreen Gray joke in her Instagram bio. So you love to see it. I also feel bad that 
this is another opportunity of Brett doing the Little Mermaid thing where he is like, well, we can't communicate, but we could still make it work because she's hot. Then he has <laughs> he has another conversation with Sam in a way that I feel like he only did this because he wanted another shot at trying to get her to fuck because there's no way she was going home. Did they have sex throughout the show, though? Probably not. But I'm saying like he's going mm. to like he's she's definitely on his mind. Mm because of the conversation they had the night before. Yes. So he just wanted another opportunity to like try to chip away at her resolve. That's how this felt to me. This was super awkward because he's like, oh, like I feel I felt really close to you last night. And like, I just want to know whatever. And she like cuts him off and she's like, can you like look at me when you're talking to me though? Because he's just like not making eye contact with her at all. He's just like looking at her body and he goes, I am looking at you. I'm looking at your legs and your body. And, mm-hmm. and Sam goes, but what about here? Like pointing to her face. And he's like, oh, I look at that too. Sir, do you oh, know Like how disconnected are you from like respecting women that like you don't understand that when somebody says, can you look at me? They mean your face. He's like, all right, take your top off and I'll give you a grade. But... <laughs> Then we have his conversation with Brandy C and she's like, at first I like didn't understand what the conversation about. And then I kind of thought about it a little more because she's like, oh, I didn't even know I liked it until I got to do it. And now I'm like, I have to do this every day. That is pretty funny without any context. It kind of sounds, I'm telling you, it's, I feel like they edited it that way to make it sound like she's talking about sex. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what were you going to say? You kind of paused when you looked at me. Were you say blowjobs? Masturbating. Oh. But. Or that. She's, I'm pretty sure she's talking about bikes. Yes, motocross. Yeah, she's about the motocross. Then they start making out. Because he looks super into the fact. Like, because, especially because she's really driving the point home. Like, oh my god, I really love this thing that you love. And he's just like, yes. Like, you're reminding me that I, that you didn't know about it before I existed. Oh, that's so hot. He's got his things. Let him have his weird turn-ons i guess i shouldn't say it's weird no king shaming never king shaming maybe with time i'll explain to you how predatory it sounds how he's so infatuated with being somebody's first that's true no i see what you're saying like i i feel like i'm not doing a good job conveying to you about how creepy it comes across okay like (laughs) i feel like i'm because we joke around on here and stuff it's not like we're having like a ted talk about like why this is creepy i mean i do kind of see yes like because you keep going, a oh, like it's just it. you're if just the guy's like, oh. got weird turn-ons, then let it be. But but like it's the obsession with weird being the turn-ons. first with everything. I guess there are weird. There are things that are turn-ons that a person could consider weird that don't have, I guess, other sort of undertones to them that this kind of does. Mm-hmm. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's it. weird underlying issues that lead to this. Well, it's kind of like the whole like schoolgirl thing or like right and I'm, like Some obviously we don't want to not we don't want to king shame right we don't want to king shame two consenting adults by yeah. any stretch of the imagination but like sometimes the underlying reason why people find that attractive is more the issue than the attraction itself true right we get a quick scene of him talking to Erin and oh my gosh I literally have my notes her boobs are up to her chin <laughs> or moves up to her chin it's like he did a good job keeping eye contact until she went to stand up at which point it's like dude like 
I don't blame anyone for just staring at her boobs while talking. Not to take away anything from like you know her being an intellectual or anything. It's just more like, yo, what did we say last time? She's a sneeze away from a nip slip or something. Yes. <laughs> That's really what this is like. She says that she's like, oh yeah, like I'm really obviously trying to get to know you. Like I'm not here for TV. And he's like, oh yeah, like obviously. But he just like is obsessed with her tits. Like that's yeah. all we see. Yeah, and she has, she has them out. Like, no, I mean, you, like, listen. And props to you her. paid for them. Make, get the most out yeah, of your flaunt money. Flaunt those bad boys and try to A win this competition. Go for her. They just look painful. Like having them pushed up like that looks painful too. Yeah, I feel for her back. Like I want to recommend her like a good chiropractor well, or something. By the looks of it, they're gone now. Like I found her now, and no, I, I like, hope so. Right? Like, those are not sustainable in a long-term mm-hmm. situation. Those are for a moment. Right. Exactly. Yeah. For your 20s. There are 20s titties, for sure. Thousand percent. 20s titties. 20s titties. 20s titties. That uh, might be the title. The baby. Then we see him talking to Lacey, and she's telling him about the fight, and she does that very typical, like, white tears thing of being like, oh, she pushed me. Like, she, like, pushed me, like, two or three times. Which is, like, you were leaving out the crucial aspect of the fact that you were being really shitty to her first. And I get that it is... Right. I get that, like, you want to make yourself sound better. That part of it is not lost on me. But, like, I've engaged with too many, like, fragile white women in conversations that are, like they'll keep pushing you and prodding you and saying really fucked up shit and then suddenly you lose it and you're like oh oh that's so mean I can't why are you being you right brett says in a talking head uh oh like i'm learning about all the drama in the house and now i guess i'm just gonna have to deal with it so then brett decides that he needs dallas out here to hear her side of things which i have a thing with her about this too but keep going i'm interested to hear it because i've got a thing with him about this so Uh-oh. Lacey's like, yeah, I really think we should. Lacey, they kind of chop up this conversation in a way that isn't super fair to Dallas. See, that is where part of it is. I look at this as I don't think Dallas gives a shit about being here anymore. I don't know if she wants to be here anymore. Well, apparently because she wanted to fuck Nikki Six. Because, and- yes, she does not defend herself in a way that she should throughout this conversation. But is it also the editing as you were just saying? Part of me also thinks that because the thing is, everything she was saying was just kind of like, I don't want to engage in this fight with you. Yeah. Like, she's saying, you know, I don't care about you or your shirts or whether or not you eat meat. Yeah. Like, just leave me alone. Yeah. And she could go in about the, she wouldn't leave me alone for a half hour walking around the house. She kept po- poking me, pushing me. All I said was, please get away. She could say things like this, but she doesn't. But I feel like she's a grown up. Like, agree, but if you're trying gonna... to stay on the show and win, you would say whatever you need to to defend yourself. I not think, just like, hey, I don't want to fight. I think that it's a cross between her not giving a shit about Brett and yes. her. That's how I look at it. I think she just doesn't want to fucking right. be here anymore. And it's like, Has I'm not be. attracted to Brett. I didn't want to be with Brett. Like, this is my out. I'm going to try to take a little bit of it. Because it's, to me, it's not even the, the, um, she could have defended herself to stay on the show or stay in the competition it's like you sometimes i just get like right is right and wrong is wrong and in general you were 
attacking me in so many other ways other than the one time that I pushed you to get you away from me. Like she, at many points, she was pulling her back, like yeah. physically touching her. And I would have been like, just for the sake of argument, I did nothing wrong here. But I that's also true. still want to leave this place. Yeah. Yeah. No, I guess that's true. Because like, yeah, that's true. Because Dallas's attitude throughout this conversation is like, I don't care what you do with your life. Like, I'm not here to date you, Lacey. Like, I don't give a fuck about what's going on. Brett says, on the one side, like, I did grow up hunting and eating meat. And oh, no, he says he grew up hunting and currently still eats meat. And Lacey seems nuts. But on the other side, like, Dallas and I haven't really connected. That that, that means nothing to me. That was the stupidest response I've ever heard. Yeah. Like for somebody like, do you love yourself? Like it's like like Flav honestly, Flav did this a lot where he would see even beyond New York, but he would see the ladies that are causing a lot of problems and then take the ones that are kind of being standoffish, which in theory, if this was a genuine attempt at a love connection, like maybe stay away from the ones with the red, maybe eliminate the ones who are waving the red flags yes. at you. I mean, and I understand this that this case. is all so I understand this is all bullshit. You know, like I, I'm fully aware it's of TV, that. Yes. But like it's never going to not bother me on like a human level of just like, why are you turning away the good ones? You know, <laughs> like why right. are you turning why away would like you not the- get rid of the one that is giving you problems? The one because that you- those problems will become your problems if you choose them. I mean exactly. clearly. Dallas says, as long as you don't touch me, everything's fine. And Lacey's like, um, actually, you were shoving me as hard as you could. And Dallas is like, because you were touching my face? Like, what? <laughs> What's not clicking? What's not clicking? <laughs> Brett says in a talking head that it ain't going to work in this house. And one of them has to go before someone dies. Me eater and non-me eater. Somebody has to go. I was like, oh, okay. Sure, that's an oversimplification of what happened here. Right. <laughs> so it's elimination time, finally. And we get some quick, like, pre-elimination talking heads like we always do. Lacey's like, Dallas should go home because she's a cold-hearted, cold-hearted, hateful person. Dallas is like, I'd feel really disappointed if I got eliminated because he only got to hear what Lacey told him. Christy says she's nervous because she hasn't had the time to get, hasn't had the time for him to get to know her yet. Sam is worried because she hesitated to kiss him. That's what Tiger's worry in season two. Yeah, but that was very different because she was because like the conversation then became around her hesitating versus like the fact that he's still going to try to wear her down Mm. until she decides to fuck him. Did you also notice at the beginning of this when they're zooming in on Lacey's face like before cutting to their head? All you see over her shoulder is Erin's boobs. No. They are so I mean, obviously, you would be more aware of that than I would be. So True. So he gives the same kind of spiel that he usually gives. You know, oh, this is a tough decision. Blah, blah, blah. Somebody's got to go home. We should insert the Val Venus from WWE. The way he always starts, like when he take the microphone, he go, hello, ladies. And when Brett comes in, he goes, hello, ladies. It's the first thing I thought. I was like, it'd be funny. We were I mean, they're not. He doesn't have the monopoly on Hello, Ladies. There was a whole show on HBO called Hello, Ladies. Really? Yeah, with uh, that tall, blonde English comedian with the glasses. Stephen Merchant. Yes. There was he had an, he had a one season HBO show called Hello, Ladies. Hmm. So that's my main Hello, Ladies. For, oh, and um, Hello, Lady is a thing on like Z100, nice. like on the Elvis Duran show. Anywho, so. 
Brett goes through his order and he's like, oh, I always thought this girl had some game. And Brandy M is the first one of course. to get a, I almost said clock again still. My brain will never get out of that mode, but she's Not the first to mention, one to get a pass. We're getting rid of two today. Oh, we're getting rid of two. Did I know? Not we, Brett. Jeez, listen to us. Yeah, we're getting rid of <laughs> That we're not going to talk choice, about him anymore. It. Actually, it was our choice. Things. And she's back. Them, but... I have back in her Chinese sandal outfit. Leave this Brandy next, M alone. This person, the next person, he says, uh, still he still hasn't felt like he's made the connection, but wants them to stay at least one more day to try to figure it out. And it's Jess. I noticed this is the second week in a row that she was the second person to get a pass, yes. and she's three for three in being in the first three people to get passes. Mm-hmm. So she's doing pretty well for herself. Then she's like, you want to talk about somebody who's not interested in fucking being here. She's like, I'm actually surprised because like, I don't know him at all. And I guess I'm going to have to because you know who does the same thing? Hoops. Where she's like, oh, I guess I'm going to have to like really work to get his attention now. Well, yeah. Hmm. Interesting how these arcs become similar. The third person he says he feels really strongly about and had an instant connection with them is Heather. Interestingly, Mike, this is also your top three. Yep. In this order? Pretty much. <laughs> That's, yeah. Brett in season one, episode three? Falling right in. Well, the thing is, I don't remember season two or the bus one, which I think, what, Britannia's on the bus? Britannia is on the but bus. But that's yeah. where it's like, I completely forgot about Crazy slash Heather. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, I forgot you're on my list too. And the one I showed you, the, I can't think of her name, Marcia. We'll get there. Yeah. I got to see the show and everything. It changes the aspects. So the rest of them, he kind of zooms through. Rodeo, who's out of the top three now, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, it was still top four. Can't go wrong. I know, but I thought that that was interesting just because she was number She's two. She's always number one. She was number much, one typically. the last two weeks. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, I know this is like an order order, yes. but you know the fact that she wasn't one of the first i feel like is kind of telling yeah about how he's starting to feel about her then brandy c erin mia magdalena sam then he says one pass three beautiful girls again so grateful he's not saying bodies and complimenting by saying beautiful yeah did Flav do this too i can't remember like that he would talk about who he's sending home first before he can't remember i don't think so right i think it... he just would make like some elaborate statement about like, oh, this is really hard and here's why I'm feeling this person and then say the person he's picking and then the other ones are eliminated by default. Yeah. But anyway, so Brett says that the first one who's going to be going home is Christia. He tells her that she's absolutely beautiful, but just didn't really feel like we knew enough about each other. I felt bad for Brandy oh, C here. Also, he calls her Christia and brandy c was the one who had been calling her christia this whole time but then she calls her christia in this talking head i thought that was mm. weird which it's we still don't get an answer about how to pronounce her name i guess like, say, what is your name brent fucks up a lot of their names the, yeah, tamara yeah he doesn't give a shit. It's okay tamara. No, it tamara. no i think it ended up being pronounced like tamara like yeah. tamara from orange county that's how I remember. I say it's okay. I'm coming from a world where even the people who have the name don't know how to pronounce their name because we still don't know how to say Teresa Judice's name. <laughs> she changes it like every two years. It's been Judice. It's been Judice. I remember Wendy Williams once asked her, "Is it Judice or Judice?" She goes, "Yeah." 
<laughs> oh, Teresa. Awesome. I wonder if she'll go back to Gorga now. Maybe. Especially Ooh. with her dad dying. Yeah. You know? Like like as a tribute to her dad and the fact that, you know, Joe is out here. Well, that'll be the plot point of the next season, which will then be like, I think I'm going to change it. And that's like the ending credits of episode one, but it doesn't get played out to like episode six. Uh, well, I if feel they like even it... have a season, they're supposed to start recording or start filming uh, this month. They were supposed to start in March and oh. they pushed it back to May and neither have happened. But they are allegedly having new housewives, so someone got fired anyway. So yeah, I saw no that. What it's doing for the rest of the year? It's they're so confused. I know they're fucked, and I mean honestly, the fact that they put back Potomac is uh, personally a hate crime in my I book. Think it, it it is too, because then people are like, well, we needed something for the rest of the year. I'm like, then why didn't we do this to New York? I just want to know. Like, honestly or beverly hills if you had three coming out you could have pushed back any of them especially but of course you pushed back potomac the season that looks the best far and away especially I mean, considering yeah. it just we're makes coming zero off, sense to me we're coming off like i mean new york is always generally considered really good but if we're is- talking about ratings like new york's ratings aren't even good like they're not good that's the no problem. they're i mean i'm no, not i don't live ones no no one watches live they always dvr it so those ratings like they trickle in but mm. maybe maybe two hundred thousand more than what potomac usually stands at maybe that's very so interesting that's a very small margin for error so if you ask me we'll all be doing recap podcasts of different old reality shows that came on at some point because <laughs> the rest of the year in television is right what this. is bra- this is what, what is bravo doing. doing so we are down to the final two and i mean well also brandy sees crying over christia but like who fucking cares her best friend he says for the last two girls i will say this i feel that one of you i made a stronger connection with than the other and i feel like this person is pretty crazy but there's something that i really like and it's like, yeah, good ratings for your fucking show. Yeah, like, I've also always wondered for all these shows, especially as someone who deeply watches The Bachelor, and I am ashamed of how unashamed I am about it. <laughs> um, I've always wondered, like, is there something contractual? Like, you just cannot get rid of this many Black people until this day. And I really think that happens for all shows. You must obligatorily I... keep one until mm-hmm. episode three. A thousand percent. And I remember thinking that at the time, being like, there's no way she's going to last because he's not checking for her at all. Brett says, uh, he, like, Lacey knows it's her right away. And Brett says Lacey's name. And Dallas immediately puts both of her middle fingers up and yeah. says in, his, in a talking head that he's a fucking idiot. Brett is like, Lacey, how are you doing? And she's like, I'm a little shaken up, but I'm much, much better now. Oh. <sighs> That's, I'm not even going to bother unpacking that. But Heather says in a talking head, which is like kind of what I was thinking during this moment too, is like, I would not want to be on Lacey's shit list. And in my mind, I'm like, you don't even realize that by doing this, you are emboldening her in a way that is going to be detrimental to everybody else's safety. Mm-hmm. like which is not something i ever i mean i would have a similar thought like kind of like why are you giving this person this much power on i think charm school yeah. i remember feeling that way about larissa like boots whatever like i remember feeling like if you're letting her 
pick people off. But I don't remember like feeling like Larissa was going to physically put people in danger. Whereas no, Lacey, she just screamed. Right. Let me whereas be louder Lacey's than a very different a story shit. during this point in her life. Lacey's like, oh, if I tie this like dental floss around this banister, she'll fall down the stairs or something. Like, right. That's the mentality I get. Achilles in the interim, you yeah. know. That's really yeah, the pet cemetery thing. Right. So Lacey says, the fact that Brett picked me over Dallas, I can only explain it with a dance and then does some weird wacky arm inflatable tube man dance. So Brett calls Christia down first and Brandy C is like sobbing and in her exit interview, she's crying and she's like, I wish I could have shown him that I have a lot to offer. And, you know, he would have found that out if he had only given me the chance. And he does. He loves to tell them as they're leaving that they're beautiful because he thinks like, you know what I mean? Like, let him leave with a smile. No, but that's uh, what's important to them. Exactly. Like that. Thank you. Like, it's like. At least he doesn't think I'm ugly. Like, there's no way they're thinking that in that moment. Like, it's not like Christia would ever think for a second that she is so much uglier than all of these other people. You know, it's not like she's leaving here thinking this is my only yeah, shot. I'm going home because I'm not good looking. It's like, no, nah, you're pretty good right. looking. Like, that's no, not she's, she's gorgeous. Here. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, like that, isn't that what people used to say about, like, the One Direction song? Like, you don't know you're beautiful. It's like, thanks. like thinking you have the power to tell me this and now suddenly it'll get absorbed into my consciousness now i believe right like no no you know i could be feeling really shitty for a variety of reasons but now hearing that i'm beautiful really just it's so valuable to me your validation thank you so much like and if i didn't know i was beautiful obviously your words are going to replace all the amount of therapy that i probably need for whatever actual self-esteem issue was going on just scratch it you said it i got it (laughs) <laughs> men love great. to fix things that we don't ask them to fix oh yeah <laughs> mike can't even be mike can't even like because half the time there's so much shit around in our lives where i'll just be like saying something in general and you'll be like well, why don't you just do this and i'm like i was going i was no. in the process just complaining don't worry no I need it. It. not needed just complaining right now modern family yes modern family with phil dunphy kind of taught that where he ends up going to like the spa and he's hanging out all day. So he's hanging out, getting his nails done. He's got like a Manny Petty, whatever. And he's hanging out with all these women in the room. And then uh, Claire calls and he's just kind of like, they're like, no, 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 don't say this. Just say, oh, that really sucks. And he says it. It's just like, I that's all he wants. I swear to God, I wish more men knew how to say, oh, wow, I'm really sorry to hear that. I catch yeah, myself. There's times be- where I'll say something <laughs> and then I will be like, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> right and like, then that's like, all, no, sometimes that's yeah. all we need because if we true. need your help we will ask yes he's like take a like take a note from a lot of house husbands because that's their job mm. as a film that they get paid on the show they don't ever fix anything because the point is they're not talking to their husbands for about it for the first time but they're always just like what she did that oh my gosh oh that's yes. crazy because I mean, what are they going to do? Tell her to stay away, try to fix it, and she gets fired, and there's like, there goes the income. So right. they have to just be like, you're right, babe. You be mad. Exactly. Yeah, we're mad together. Like Right, as a unit. So he says in a talking head that she was damn beautiful, but young, and not exactly sure if he could ever fall head over heels in love. He okay. I, he says that he knows that she loved rock music. He keep he loves to say that at the end of about them as an endorsement, like oh they were a rock chick. To it's be like, like yeah, they that's were why they're here fucking here. And then they're said, all but, groupies. That's the point. 
that's yeah that's literally it like do you think that if they weren't interested in rock music they would have signed up for a show regardless of who ended up being the person like you know that it would have been i don't know just it, it makes no sense whatever he's trying to say ever so then he motions for Dallas to come down, which is interesting because he says to to Christia, like, oh, can you come down here, please? But to Dallas, he just motions. I don't know I'd have to go back and rewatch that part because I thought he said, like, Dallas, come here, give me a hug or something. Well, when she starts walking straight for the door, that's what he does. Uh, I thought he said her name originally. And Brett's like, what? No hug? And Dallas just shrugs and keeps walking. And Lacey fucking chimes it. in like... That was not nice to Brett. Hey, sweetie, don't shoot any puppies on the way out, okay? It's really disrespectful. Yeah, like, and I'm I'm sorry. What? What respect? So annoyed because, like, uh, yeah, this was so. Lace like, oh my god, what a bitch! And she's like, keeps calling after her that it's so disrespectful. And Dallas slams the door behind her, and like. Why would Dallas owe Brett her respect? Like, what about this situation where she clearly got painted as the bitch for being the reason for these white tears? Like, why does she owe him anything? She doesn't owe him a fucking right. thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I hated him saying, um, you know, she didn't uh it was that she didn't. Oh, oh, she why didn't have to say thank you for yeah. uh, welcoming you into this house and all these things. I mean, she signed a contract. You didn't welcome anything. I'm sure she right. did, in fact, call the producers or something. Was like, thanks for this, but like, it's it has nothing to do with you. And it'd be like a thank you. I, I, I thought yeah, he was for, about to say for, like for putting for, a roof over your head and feeding you or something like that. I'm like, what do you think you deserve here? literally so yeah that's what he says like oh when somebody can't even thank you for inviting them to your house it's like first of all rented mansion like it wasn't a dinner party i mean she came you didn't want her you literally said you didn't connect with her why does she owe you a hug and a kiss and like for treating her nice which is he says too which is like that's the bare minimum of what you did you taught her how to bust her ass on a bike like while you paid Thank attention you. to the blondes with the huge fake boobs. Like, is she really supposed to their home after she literally fell twice? Not once, and, but twice. And the thing is, like, I fully believe that had she been like Brandy C or Erin, that like all that attention of her not knowing how to ride the bike would have been received very differently. Yeah, for sure. So Brett is obviously well, like, actually, I was surprised that like in real time he's like pretty chill about it, but in his talking head, he was so spicy. But I don't know. This just felt so I tolerated the black girl for as long as I could type of thing. Yeah. In her exit interview, Dallas says that her advice to Brett would be to make sure that Lacey takes her medication every day. Not great. Super problematic. We know. The producers here. Do you have any words for Lacey? Yeah. As she goes, my word to Lacey is she could eat my fucking shit and then maniacally laughs. Mm -hmm. So once she's gone, everybody cheers and like they come down and they drink their beer and Lacey says in a talking head, Dallas is gone. And I think I had a lot to do with that. And I'm going to continue picking off these girls one by one until they're all gone. You need one. <sighs> That's how these shows seem to go. I get it. But it just, I don't know. It's just so annoying to see. Not that I think that like she and Brett were Dallas and Brett were going to go off in the sunset together and be yeah. like this perfectly matched couple. It's just so transparently like, 
I don't want to call it transparently racist because I feel like that makes it sound like it's was like palpable and like a conscious choice. But the it biases... was almost kind of more passively racist. It was yes. almost like this was so okay, but we're just so much more aware of it now. And it wasn't that we would not have been aware of it then. It just had to be a lot more blatant for them to know that they had even done something wrong and for us to really care. Like it yeah. just seemed like it was a norm then and it was so passive, but now it's just like, it's a huge, it's just a big annoyance. It's like the elephant in the room. Like I can't even enjoy this because yeah. it's here. Mm. It's like for people who hate cilantro, like genetically, like they, like their DNA yes. can't get around cilantro. Yes. Like, and I've recently learned of this, like it tastes like soap or something to them. Yep. And I have a friend who will eat a salad and will be like, it's the, it's so yummy. And she'll be like, I can't eat it. I can't finish it because there's cilantro all throughout it. And now I'm going to have to starve. And I'm like, everything else about it you like, but it's the one thing you just can't get around. And she's like, no, like it's just all bad now. That's true. It came up in my 23andMe test. It's like one of the health yep. factors in a 23 See, Racism is cilantro. <laughs> <laughs> I think, too, that it's worth and I think I'd probably I feel like I'd always have this kind of thought about it. But seeing that there was a scene in the first. Where did you watch this, by the way? Like which platform? Oh, did Hulu. You watch? I okay. watched it on Hulu and I'm pretty sure they cut some things out. Was it bleeped on Hulu? Oh, uh, Yes. Okay, so that is an important thing to note, because in episode one, we talked about this during our episode one and episode two recaps, was that it's uncensored on Amazon, and Tiffany screams out the N-word. And when you watch it censored, when you watch it censored, they have the caption where she's making it sound like she's saying fucking cunt. Like so, they're ed- so they edited around Tiffany's racism to the point that it makes me be like, well, how much other racism did they edit around? For the sake of trying to yeah. not make them target, not to make them look bad, because mm-hmm. we all know to some people being called a racist is worse than doing racist stuff. Oh, for sure, and it's interesting that they even that Hulu even they always pick and choose what they censor. It's very. I would love to know their process in doing that. We've seen it on Hulu, like versions of the other shows, edited and unedited. So I, it really just seems to depend on the season. And on Amazon, we were shocked to see not only was it unedited in terms of language, but we saw nipple too. Yeah. Like full on titty. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was stunned. <laughs> it was, it was, it very was just, caught off guard there. Very caught off guard. The bonus scene is just the ladies falling off bikes. Pretty underwhelming. Oh, okay. Nothing. Nothing groundbreaking. That's um, literally all it was. And that's the whole episode. I mean. Yay. We credit scenes on these. But yes, also yay. But yay. Yes. But always we credit scenes on the like show. Lately. I, we haven't had good ones since I Love New York, I said. So it is what it is. Oh my goodness. So, I don't know. How does everybody feel about who went home? I don't think either of them should have gone home. I think it should have been I Lacey s- and somebody else, but that was too early to get rid of a psycho. So Exactly. I would say I would send both Lacey and Dallas just because I'm also Mr. like anti-drama. That's true. Well, then again, like I wanted to bring this up and then completely forgot about it until just now, but it like was a flashback to me of the season two of flavor of love first day fight with safari 
where it's like damn you send both home the white girl it started it why are you sending the black girl home the fuck it's too early to get rid of the psycho she I needs know. to be the most psycho and you you have to get the audience on the side of sending her home and i think three episodes just isn't enough like she has to be enough of a tyrant so that when he does eventually see her and send her home it's like yes finally and we can all cheer and be like oh finally brett got it right like yeah, game. I hate playing this game with them. I exactly, I, I exactly. That's just the boat we're in with so many of these shows. After she literally almost tried to kill Jess, what was it last week? Yes. Like, listen, this is just the the ride we're stuck on until he decides that we're getting off. Mm-hmm. Brett would take an opportunity to make a joke there. I was about to. I bet you were <laughs> as well. That's what I was saying. Anybody have any final thoughts about the episode as a whole? No, I've said too much <laughs> to say about this show. I've said more now than I did then. I know. Well, that's the, the glory of watching it back, right? That's why I we're know rewatching this. is a thing. I mean, we're all doing it in a quarantine. What else is there to do? There's I think nothing. I'm rewatching Game of Thrones for the fifth time. So, oh wow. Nice. Oh yeah, you and Mike have plenty to talk about once all this is over. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because what else is there to do? Each episode is like an hour and eight minutes, so you can know you can get a solid like ten hours a day done producing. You know, exactly. exactly. I'm a about season that. a day. So Another opportunity for me to go back and watch Sopranos. So, like I'm about to take it. Listen. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, so plug away. Tell people where to find you and your show. And yeah, sure. Get everybody listening. Yeah, you, and I mean, anywhere you podcast and listen to this one, you can find me at uh, Mixing with Monty um, on all the podcast platforms. I am also on both Instagram and Twitter. One is a little bit more active than the other, um, but on both of those, you can find me also at Mixing with Monty, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. Yes, that you had that down. No, I know. I, I actually close my eyes when I do it because I do it so much, but I hate it. But I have to do it. People will tell you, like, I couldn't find you. I don't know how to spell. I know. If the Silent I... Scrolls get it wrong, I just might as well spell it for you. <laughs> That's perfect, though. Uh, yeah, so you can find our show at Rewind the Love Podcast on Facebook and at Rewind Love Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at Sonia Marie Says. I am at Mr. Feeny519. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon. Oh, right. Patreon. Yay. Rewind the Love Pod. I should probably change it to make it less confusing, make it more cohesive. Either way, in the interim, it's Rewind the Love Pod. Yes. That's easy <laughs> enough. Easy enough. Yes. But thank you, everyone, for joining us again. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe before we go real quick. Monty, I got one question for you. Will you rock our world? (laughs) I've never been asked that in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I try to find something to go with the show, and it's what he says. That's what it works, yeah. No, I love that. No, that's exactly where I am. I'm glad I watched it because I picked that up. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, it's even more awkward in real life. I can't believe so many people let him get away with it. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's Brett. Brett Michaels having a dating show in general. A lot easier would be like, oh, will you accept this pass or something? Like that would be so much better. Will you accept this clock? It works. Yeah, that would be even better. Or New York, this chain. Yeah. There's something. Will you accept this? Will you stay in Rock My World? Oh, God. These shows Mm -hmm. are just draining the life out of all of us. Just reality TV is aging us so much. 
Anywho, best wishes to everybody. Huh? Stay no home. My hair's stay... getting more gray. What? So no wonder my hair gets a little more gray. Oh gosh. All right, yes, everybody. But no, to, not to make light of the series as you were saying. Everyone, please stay safe. Stay, stay safe. Healthy, stay healthy. Make smart choices. Yeah. Bye. Bye.